I've got to get home. But baby, it's freeze out there. Say, let me go. Touch your knees out there. You've really been grand. Thrilled when you touch my Why don't you see? How can you do this thing to It's me? bound to be dark tomorrow. Think of my lifelong At son. least there will be plenty of flies. If you caught pneumonia and I die. really can't stay. Get over that hold up. Oh, but it's cold outside. Welcome to the Best Picture cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one, each episode myself, and revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not, however, what we're doing here today. Oh no, because it's Christmas in the air. And it is a very BPC Christmas time. That's right. It's that time of year. And I saw a dog today, gentlemen. And I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> uh, we have our guests from last Christmas episode here today. Uh, we introduce them now. And also a, a, a newcomer to the Christmas episodes and a newcomer to the movie we're covering, but not a newcomer to BPC. And we'll talk to him first. And he is Artie B. Artie, how are you doing today? Doing well. This yeah, is per usual. A first view for you, for Elf? Yes, this is my first time ever seeing Elf. It's a, a, a mind-scratcher, but it's, uh, it's true, and we've, we've, completed, we've checked that box now, and we've completed it, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. We also have Granta Claus, Grant Z, how are we doing here? <laughs> ho, ho, ho! He's seasonally changed his Twitter name, and he's uh, ready to go here today. He's fully, fully in the Christmas spirit. As, as usual. You're in the Christmas spirit about 10 months of the year, I think. I'm, the, I'm the Christmas guy. <laughs> I, like, I like me some Christmas. I love it. And we have here Joey R. Joey, how are we doing today? Happy to be here. Happy to talk about Elf. Love it. Well, hopefully you're not going to draw too many connections to the Saw series here with, uh, with this one. But no, I, I have a whole other connection I'll be making. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's about orphans and trauma. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. On that's why everyone's tuning in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a nice, lighthearted Christmas episode. <laughs> right on brand. Yes, so we're doing, uh, we're doing kind of the last of our string of bonus episodes. That's yeah. this time of year. We, we end the summer with our little sub-50 tournament, so we end up doing that episode along with our Horror Fest episode. And then we do our Thanksgiving episode, which was Stand By Me this year. Yeah. So we did Twins into Poltergeist into Stand By Me, and here we are with Elf. Yeah, I mean, there's no connection with any of it, really. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> A lot of 80s stuff, but that's about it. Yeah, so yeah that's okay. Just a lot of good times recording and watching these, you know, ridiculous movies. That's exactly right. And a bunch of those movies were picked in our social media tournaments that we do on Twitter. Yes. So if you're not in on those or you haven't been on those, you can follow us on our Twitter account, which is at Best Picture Cast. That's the same tag for our Instagram and our Facebook and, and Letterbox as well, at Best Picture Cast. A lot of good stuff going on there. We've had a, a ton of interaction over the past couple years. And... We have here, this will be the, the third to last episode of the year here. We have one last Best Picture winner to cover, and that was one that the people of Twitter picked. Yep. That's the best years of our lives, and that'll be the four of us doing that one too. So, should be interesting. And no one here, that's the day, has seen it other than myself, no, right? I haven't heard of it until the tournament, basically. Yeah. So I'm excited to get into it. Interesting. I'm excited for you guys to see that one. Yeah. It's an AFI Top 100 flick. It's awesome. And then we'll also be ending <clears throat> the year with our 30... Movies Ranking Summit will we'll be ranking the first 30 movies we covered, the 15 we covered in Season 1. 
the 15 we covered in Season 2. We ranked them individually, but not as a whole. I'm super pumped to hear what you guys have. Chris G will be on here with us for that as well. Artie, how are you feeling about that uh, ranking coming up? It's a torturous endeavor. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And Not just, for the faint of heart. No. no. And just in looking at the no, 30 that we're looking at, I just can't even imagine when we get to 90 plus. Like, yeah. ranking them, I'm getting mad at myself. I'm yeah. like, well, why would I do this? <laughs> <laughs> I had to fact check myself today. I'm like, there's no way I actually typed that. It must have been a typo. Yeah. And there was like a backup on it. I'm like, oh, jeez, I got to go. I got to go back to the war <laughs> I, room. I look now. at it. I'm like, oh, no, this is what Artie's going to battle me with. Oh, no, this is what Grant's going to say. So I'm already thinking. I'm like, oh, no, he's questioning everything. It's so hard. Yeah, I feel like I need to make very strong arguments for a couple of the ones. I love it. Yeah, I yeah my my season one rankings have been shifted around quite a bit. Really? Yeah, you know I feel like I've developed a, a different sensibility watching movies and in, in halfway through the second season. Naturally so. And yeah. I kind of I'm now retroactively applying that to the season one movies. Same. Yeah, yeah, I mean we're I think not just evolving as as movie enthusiasts and, and viewers as we do this, we're also kind of evolving as podcasters and getting our opinions out there. And some of the opinions sure. that we had early on in this thing, like you said, Grant, the sensibilities change a little bit as you go, and and different movies shape you a little bit. So. Yeah, you were specifically referencing moving Crash all the way down to the bottom, right? Now. No, that's all the way up. It's number one right now. <laughs> it's above Godfather. Really appreciate the making of Crash. It's all the way up. Yeah, well, it's way more influential than Godfather. <laughs> sure. We have a couple extra little Christmas activities we're doing here today. Grant wanted us to um, each kind of like lay out our, our each of our top three Christmas yeah. movies or three Christmas movies that we are favorites or have influenced some of us. Three favorite or, Christmas movies. The places we go on, on the holiday season. Now we've, we have ruled out, just we'll get it out of the way right now, we've ruled out Die Hard because we don't want to have that debate. We're not having that discussion. Yes. Yeah, that's, it, would, it would be all of our number ones. We're, we're avoiding the Die Hard conversation. It's a very... Uh, all, all, all together. It's, yeah. That's fine. It's, it, it's it, Christmas, it, 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 Christmas politics. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to hear our opinions about it. Right. It wouldn't have been my top three anyway. Right. So it's, it's a moot point. So we're going to do those uh, scattered throughout. And then we're also going to do a nice little thing where we've got planned for, for the Christmas season. We're doing a little BPC Secret Santa. So the four of us and Chris G, which is kind of our our year-wide year group chat that we have. Yeah. And we each drew each other's names, you know, out of, out of the bag here. It's a typical Chris Kringle Secret Santa deal. And for the person you got, what you're going to do is you're going to know, force feed a movie recommend to them. So you get, <laughs> you're recommending the movie that you're pretty sure that they haven't seen. If they have seen it, maybe it hasn't been in a while and you want them to rewatch it. So each of us will be giving the other a movie and we have to watch that uh, basically before the end of the year. And yeah. then in the last like half hour, you can listen to us make gingerbread houses. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. Now, is this uh, is this a Secret Santa thing? Is this like a Yankee swap where if I would rather watch somebody else's movie? I haven't I, can... I haven't worked out the Yankee Trader yet. That that's we're, we're, that's in the works for next year. Okay, maybe we'll get the get the crew in. We'll get the Yankee swap. <laughs> we'll get the freezers on Zoom and we'll. See what we could do for a Yankee swap next year. I would we're, love keeping, that. we're starting small this year. With the, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you gotta walk before you run. That's exactly right. So yeah. we'll we'll be doing that. The BPC Secret Santa we're gonna do at the very end of this thing. So if you have zero interest in that whatsoever, you can hear all this stuff about Elf and not, <laughs> not even deal into that. But it should be fun. I ruined Yankee uh, the Yankee Trader game for my entire family at Christmas one year. I had number one overall, so at the end I got to pick again. And the guy who the kid who went last was like nine, and it was like two hundred and fifty dollars was the gift he got. So I took it from him with the, <laughs> and gave him my like you know Radio Shack headset or something, and 
Um, that was he burst into tears. Everyone made me give him the money back, and we never played the game again. Oh no, there you go. It's like <laughs> that Michael is so Scott. on brand. Yeah, it's like Michael Scott with the ter- turning the secret well, into thing. a Yankee trade. Yeah. Hey, rules yeah. are rules, man. Little side note: the guy who ran the game pulled me aside and gave me two fifty as well. So we both left with money. I mean, I was like twenty four. That I shouldn't have done that. Two hundred fifty dollars in the twenty four. That was a big deal. Two hundred fifty dollars when I'm thirty eight. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, like I said, it was a Merry Christmas for all at the end there, so that really matters. Uh, so we're going to start with Grant, your, your top three movies here before we get, get going on Elf. Yeah, yeah. my number three is um, A Christmas Carol, the 1951 version with, uh, with Alistair Sim. I feel like that's just the best version of the story. I feel like he's the best Scrooge, even better than Michael Caine, Kieran. I know you're partial to that before, but... I am. Uh, I, I feel like he, he handles both the crotchety Scrooge and the happy Scrooge brilliantly. Donald Duck is the best Scrooge. I was just going to say Scrooge, Mc, Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. Is, is yeah. definitely one of the He would be one that I would bring That's up in the, the ranking of Scrooges. <laughs> Bill Murray, too, of course. Oh, sure. Yeah, Bill Murray. Number two is uh, the original Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. A Best Picture nominee. Yeah. Best, oh, it won a few. Edmund won. Edmund Gwynn won Best Supporting Actor yeah. that year. Yeah, and then nominated for the big, the big prize. Yeah. Uh, lost to a Gentleman's Agreement, which... Sucks. That's right. It lost the yeah. gentleman's agreement. But it's uh, that's it's the staple. Gregory Peck ruining everyone's Christmas. Ugh, <laughs> Gregory <asshole>. Peck. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas. So yeah, that one's just a classic. That's, yeah, it's a absolutely. Staple. And then number one's Home Alone. Of course, it's I just, figured I, that would be. I on love. Your, I love that movie. I gushed about it last year. There were actually a few booby traps on the way in. I had to get past. <laughs> I think Joey said those. Oh yeah. Ones. <laughs> He actually came earlier. Just to, yeah. yeah. Just on the way home from work, I was like, "Oh, this will fuck with Artie." <laughs> <laughs> okay, great, great list there. Well, Joey, we'll, we'll get to yours in a little bit here. Well, let's start a little bit about the movie we're covering today, and that is two thousand three's Elf, the Will Ferrell captained project here. Joey, I'll start with you. Do you have memories about the first time you saw Elf, and what's been your relationship with Elf over the years? So, I didn't see it right away. I saw it. When it was out for a few years, I watched it on Thanksgiving once. It was on TV. I was like, oh, let me see this. And I watch it a couple times a year ever since. So it was probably, it came out in 2003. I probably first saw it like 2007. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. So did a little a, a little few... bit later on, like kind of after college. Yeah. So once we're, it... we're all freshmen and freshmen or sophomores. Sophomores. Of, no, sophomores no, November of 2003. Yeah, so sophomores. sophomores. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't see it at that point. So it was a little bit later. But then, since then, I've watched it every single year. Yeah, wow. Okay. Grant, what was your first relationship um, with Elf? I actually saw this in theaters. Oh, really? My uh, my oh. birthday was right around this time, and um, I went with my mom. Yeah, she and nice. I went. It was a great It was a great theater experience. Nice. Yeah. And as we said, we were sophomores in college, and this, for me, was a, was a video on demand. The old VOD oh, days. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah. right after it was done with theaters, to, I was came home from college, and I remember it was just kind of, it's like when you're home from college, it's like you're used to those late nights and stuff. And now you're just in your parents' house. You're like, oh God, what do I, you know? What yeah, do what do I do? Yeah. Um, so that was one of those nights and just, you know, love the hell out of it. It's a laugh out loud movie. Oh, it's I'm sure we'll get into that. Artie, your first view. And I want to say just before we go to you, last fall when we did our Roadhouse episode, mm-hmm. we talked about like the most famous movies or the most popular movies that each of us hadn't seen. And Elf was your choice for that. 
Yes. Which um, was an intro, but blew all of our minds a little bit. Well, that's why it was my most popular movie I haven't seen. Yeah. It's been around for a long time, been recommended. It's always on TV for some reason. I just, you know, I kind of never wanted to jump into the middle of it because right. I always Fair. wanted to see it because yeah. I knew I'd like it yeah. and I did like it. You know, it's been a while since my first viewing, like six days. So I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I had a family uh, family gathering. We had my That's... mom, my my wife, my two girls. We all shut the lights off, had a movie night, watched it. Beautiful. Perfect. Yeah. Me and my daughter Olive left at all the same parts. It was great. That's awesome. What a great way to watch it for the first time. Oh, it was great. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah. That's yeah so and cool. your mom was in the mix on that too, you said, right? Yeah, my mom yeah. my mom was a pig and shit watching that with us. <laughs> Was it first watch for all adults? Uh, no, my, okay. my wife Asia seen it. My wife seen it. My mom had seen it a million okay. times. She, my wife, my mom couldn't believe I had never seen it. Okay, <laughs> I, I knew I knew Olive was gonna love that one too because that's just right up her her sense of humor there. Last night the girls watched it. And while I was in the five. kitchen, so I didn't watch it. Alice five. She'll be six in a month, yeah. And Etta just, I don't watch anything. She's just brainwashed by the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so before we fully deep dive into this uh, this Will Ferrell classic here, let's talk about the beers you're drinking. And Grant, why don't you uh, kick us off? Sure. Well, um, wanted something Christmassy. So I found um, Kentucky Bourbon Barrels Peppermint Porter. And uh, my first time having it ever. And it is absolutely delicious. I'm really loving it right now. That looks good. Those that's a great brewery. They do it's really yeah. well crafted beer. Nice, nice, nice eight percenter. I almost nice. brought the uh, the regular Kentucky bourbon barrel. Mm. Joe, what do you have over there? So I my timing was off tonight because Amy on Jeopardy did not demolish the competition like normal. She made it close, so I was a little bit later than I'd like to getting ready. I just want you all to know Joey arrived exactly on time to the minute. So him being late, it's him being on time. He's, he's but on late to get ready. Yeah. So I didn't have time to go to the distributor and drive around and think about my ideas. I said it looks like a gas station beer. It's like 100% 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's a Stella Artois Solstice Lager, premium golden lager. Um, it's not very good. Oh. I would not recommend it, but oh. it, it, it's it's a beer. It's I had a, no idea Stella did like seasonal beers else. or anything but I mean, it's Stella. a golden lager. It's just a different can. Right, they just um, they put a Christmassy name on it. I wish I just bought a giant Stella. <laughs> it's a 25 floor, fluid ounce can, so it's that's tall boy. Big boy. Went tall. Oh, man, a tall boy. So, you know, Is I'm going to enjoy it. Tall boy and up. Yeah. Artie, what do you have? I'm back on my Sierra Nevada drive. <laughs> 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 <That> sampler. <laughs> So the Torpedo Extra IPA is one of my favorites. It's a really good IPA. I was telling Artie on the way over, like I've been listening to the rankings episodes to kind of get ready for the for the thirty, just to see where everyone's stances were then, where mine were, and see if I'm still simpatico with everything I was saying back then. And Artie, it was his turn to say what beer he has. He's like, I'm back on the Sierra Nevada sampler. And I'm like, cracking. I'm like, does this kid buy these like once a day here? And then I roll up to his house and he's got like the Sierra Nevada sampler coming to the car. I'm like, hey man, he, he loves, he likes what he you, loves. When have you not had Sierra Nevada? Yeah. So what happens is Stop and Shop will have it on sale for a 12 pack of all strong IPAs for $18. So if I see it, I can't not get it. Hey, love what you love. That's it. I have today a, a brewery and a beer I've never had before. It's from the Catskill Brewery. Nice. And Joey, I'll have you describe the image on it. This is why I picked it. Oh, it's an angry raccoon. It is an angry raccoon. 
I we're not just... doing Guardians of the Galaxy, are we? No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Raccoon. I, I love was, that. Yeah, I wanted a Christmassy ale, and I was kind of, but I wanted something low in alcohol. Those Christmases beers were all so high. They're so alcohol. heavy. Well, to listen, people... you got to get you got to yeah, get plastered to get to the holidays. Drunk, Everyone holidays. knows you're with your family. Yeah, right? you got to get plastered. Yeah, yeah so I drink I bourbon. Know. This is the uh, the, uh, the Friday Mountain West Coast IPA from their High Peaks series. An honest, hardworking beer, but I saw that I saw that it's angry perfect. raccoon. Oh, and I said, oh, "Ties in beautifully." That's one of my favorite favorite games Ties in the movie. Yeah. You need a hug. Yeah, and it's good. It's nice. It's a West Coast IPA, so I'm right in line with Artie's uh, Sierra nice. Nevadas. There, your can is much cooler. Um, yeah, yeah. At a five point nine percent. I like to try to keep it under six if I can. Here, Artie, I know you have a different approach there. Artie refuses to go <laughs> under seven. He likes the big boy, the big, the big bangers. Okay, so now we know uh, what we're what we've packed in our in our Santa sleighs here. Okay, so let's talk Elf and do the deep dive back to the early two thousands. And the year is two thousand three. And at Christmas time two thousand three, the WWE champion was Brock. Lesnar, the wow. former UFC and NFL athlete, won the title from gold medalist Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19 in Seattle, Washington. Angle would take the title back during the summertime, but Lesnar would have that belt back around his waist in time for the holidays by defeating Angle in an Iron Man match. Now, I want to ask this, Joey, I, th- I know that, that you know. Grant, do you know what an Iron Man match is? Can you tell the people... Can you take a guess? It's like when Robert Downey Jr. fights somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I don't. I don't know. Artie, can you rack your brain on what an Iron Man match? Is? Uh, yes, it's a one-hour match. Whoever gets the most pinfalls or submissions. That's it. You wow, it. we're getting Z to level, Artie. Yes, very good there. Nailed I, it. I know my shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that was such a succinct explanation. Yes, yeah, that was a 60-minute uh, yeah, Iron Man match. You look a little blown away by that, Joey. I'd say the most famous Iron Man match would be Michael's, Austin versus oh. uh, Hart. Yeah. At, what were you going to say? HBK Hart one is my favorite one. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Um, Austin, Austin yeah, that's... Hart at, at WrestleMania would probably be mine. But, uh, anyway. Nothing beats the HBK Razor Mo later ladder match at WrestleMania. That's probably... Oh, that's got that's my favorite match. That's an all-time. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, any thoughts on Brock Lesnar, boys? Anything still active today? Still active? Yeah. Grand, He's probably know? one of the most impressive athletes to ever live. Yeah, it's yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just looks the part. It's wild. We're talking about a movie that cha- that yeah. uh, explores whether Santa Claus is real. I think that Lesnar did a little uh, goodwill towards whether wrestling is real or not when he went from being the WWE champ to just walking into yeah. the UFC and instantly taking that belt. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all things aside about Brock Lesnar, that, that chest tattoo is awful. Uh, the old sword down the yeah, chest. this breast. For him, sword. it's completely fine. Yeah. I don't know. Go tell him it's <laughs> awful. If aliens came down and were like, "All right, we need someone to fight. Who's your best guy?" I'd be like, "Yeah, Brock Lesnar." Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Then they'd see him and be like, "Ooh, back especially space. Now he now he has a beard and like man bun, and he's just <gasps> back to the ship. Roll him up. <laughs> roll, roll, roll. <laughs> Fire up the. Engine. All right, let's time to get back to Klee Glork Five. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong planet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. The 2003 Stanley Cup Finals saw the New Jersey Devils defeat the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim in seven games. It was Martin Rodor and the Devils' third Stanley Cup in a nine-year period. So in less than a decade, they took home three cups. Who did they beat that year? Uh, The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, they they were called back then. They've since changed it just to the Anaheim Ducks. Was they still riding that Disney that Disney sure. payroll there? The Devils were coached by Pat Burns, <clears throat> but the series MVP was not a Jersey Devil. 
It was Mighty Ducks rookie goalie Goldberg. No, it was the rookie goalie Jean Sebastian Jigor. JSG. Oh, he was a he was a fifteen year long fantasy relevant player. Yeah, and he had was in a, he had him on a monster playoff run. It's just it's ever since that the people were like, oh, if you get that hot goalie, remember the year that the Ducks had their rookie goalie there. What was he on Toronto or Vancouver? Uh, he was on one of the Canadian Toronto. He was on Toronto. He later, yeah, he yeah. later joined the joined Toronto. Yeah, JSG, who carried the seven seeded Ducks to the two thousand three playoffs, would become the fifth player in history to win the Conn Smythe Trophy from the losing end of the Stanley Cup Finals, and he's the last person to accomplish that. The losing team getting the MVP of the series was a rare feat. Jaguar would eventually take home the big trophy for the Ducks in two thousand seven. Just a little a funny thing that I remembered about that that um, that Stanley Cup playoffs is we mentioned that we were in college at this point. Now this is spring 2003 here, so we're going to be we're going to be freshmen and there was like a spring weekend. I went to Fordham in the Bronx and we did a like a pregame thing during the afternoon and then into like house parties into the bars at night. And this game, this this Ducks Ducks for Stars game. It was okay. a second round matchup. Jaguar was the goalie for for the Ducks. In at the time it became the longest game in NHL history. Is that the second right. overtime yeah, this, game? Yes, yeah, yeah. I tried uh, to stay up for that. Yeah, five overtimes five, right. and so eight periods. Yep. And everywhere we went, it was from our pregame to our dorms to the to the house parties we went to to the bars, this game is on. Like, this it's like an always sunny episode. <laughs> can, can you outlast this game? Like, can you see yeah. the end of this game yeah. without you know without passing out? And uh yeah it's just wild that, that, that that's the series that came I was up. at Fairfield for that. Really? I remember yeah. it because it was the yeah, same no, thing. It was, just, it, was, it was a joke everywhere we went. Like, yeah. Did you see this hockey game? This hockey game on yeah. end. So yeah, fun, crazy. Man. They basically played three games in one game. This is insane. Yeah, wild. That's yeah, eight periods. Yeah, wild stuff. But All right, it's world leaders time, gentlemen. Yes. This is probably one of the most recent ones we've done. We're going to get a little Zimbabwe redemption here, too. This cane and banana has since been ousted. But we have... The rapist is gone. <laughs> Yeah, Joey, don't Google any leaders this time. Let's, yeah, let's just, just let him in. <laughs> it's like, oh no, he's a cannibal. <laughs> Another human rights violator. <laughs> the Prime Minister of England was Tony Blair. The President of Italy... Can't even pronounce Italy yet. Mm. There we go. The President of Italy was Carlo Ezeglio Campi. 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 C-I-A-M-P. Campi. C- yeah. What? C-I-A-M-P-I. Chiampi? Or Chiampi? Chiampi? Chiamp. Yeah, I think that's a... That's a, a, that's a, a yeah, that's a, that that's C-I a chum, is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Chiampi. Chiampi. <laughs> in charge over in France was Jacques Siroc. I don't know why I did the Italian finger on that one. Um, the president of Mexico was Vincente Fox Quesada. President of Zimbabwe was Robert Mugabe. And the Prime Minister of Canada was Paul Martin. I gotta always end with the safe yeah, Canadian. Nice. He was also the defenseman for the Jersey Devils that year. <laughs> That's right, he's, he's double duty. Okay, it's Guess the Country Lyrics Time, gentlemen. This is what we do only on our specialty episodes. Already get, get one, one of my favorite segments. It's there interesting doing it, doing yep. it this it's a little later on. This, this recent. Like a song we like could have potentially heard. It's, it's more nerve-wracking to get it's, it wrong. It's possibly could have. It's a difficult one here. It's, it's difficulty level's high. It's called Three Wooden Crosses. Three Wooden Crosses, written by Doug Johnson and Kim Williams, performed by Randy Travis. So I'll give you, while, while you guys think about that, I want to say if we did, that was the CMA single of the year. If we okay. did the CMA song of the year... You would have known exactly what that would have been about, Artie. It would have been very easy for you because the CMA song of the year was Hurt. 
by Johnny Cash, oh. Oh, yeah. written by Trent Reznor. Wow. So that one was a very, a very notable song. Well, that should have yeah. just won every award. Yes. That song but That one beautiful. record of the year, okay. not, not song of the year. The difference is oh. song goes to the songwriter. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Record is, goes to the, the artist and uh, song goes to the writer. I don't so think same I, with the I didn't know that. Okay. But, okay, three wooden crosses. Who would like to go first? I'll take a shot. Joey's ready to go. Easter song about... Jesus on the cross, because weren't there, there was two criminals on either yeah. side of yeah. him. Very good guess. That's a pretty good guess. Yeah, so, yeah, was gonna, good was that was where my mind first went, but yeah. I have a he's, feeling it's not that. But there's easy. just that picture in all, like every church Jude, around Jude, Easter time. Like, there's Jude, on the hill. And the, two, and the two thieves. Yeah. Yep. I like where you're going with that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I think someone lost three family members and put crosses mm. as gravestones. Oh. That's a oh, great is it one. about war? Is it about, is it about, is about Afghanistan? Oh, 2003. Okay, interesting. All right. So, oh, like a military like, cross. Oh, yeah, okay. actually, there's one whiskey bottle and a three quarters on it. The triple it's about, X is when it's on its side. It's about three cross whiskey. Okay. So, all very good guesses. None are correct. Oh, wow. Um, so annoying. Artie's probably the closest. No, I, I, don't, I didn't expect anyone to get this unless you had heard the song. It's a famous Randy Travis song, but you guys are not country. country We're not country folk. Country music he doesn't people, have any so. famous songs. Yeah, that's. That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> Three wooden crosses. So essentially what we have here is a bus accident. All right? I'm just going to read the lyrics here. I don't need to explain it. It's about the burden here. So, um... <laughs> the master puppets cover. <laughs> okay, so... A farmer and a teacher, a hooker and a preacher, riding on a midnight bus for Mexico. One's headed for vacation, one for higher education... And two of them were searching for lost souls. Well, one of them survives. Marty's on the hunt here. He's on the hunt. It's the hooker. That driver never, ever saw the stop signs. Very irresponsible driver, by the way. So there's five stop people sign. involved? Um, and the 18... The hooker is the bus driver. The driver never saw the... <laughs> the driver never, ever saw the stop sign. And 18 wheelers can't stop on a dime. She's an escort in every sense of the word. <laughs> There are three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway. Why there's not four of them, heaven only knows. I guess it's not what you take when you leave this world behind you. It's what you leave behind when you go. Uh, second verse, oh, there's kind of like a, a situation here. Yeah, the dark song. The hooker song. didn't get the cross. Well, in the end, her... well, here we go. The second song we have. I uh, to bury them. Basically, they. memorialized. So basically, what they the second verse goes on about how the the teacher didn't make it, and the uh, what well, a farmer didn't make it, and then we have the the priest grabs <laughs> the, uh, the the bloody Bible. Then the third verse is the big reveal, is twist at the end of this one here. Yeah, can't wait. Um, that's Jigsaw was alive the whole time. That's the story that our preacher told us last Sunday, as he held that blood-stained Bible up for all of us to see. He said, bless the farmer and the teacher and the preacher who gave this Bible to my mama who read it to me. So the hooker survives. The preacher gives the Bible oh. to the hooker. The hooker goes on, reforms her life, has a family. Raises a preacher. Raises a preacher. And there you go. And it ends with, I guess it's not what you take when you leave this world behind you. It's what you leave behind. Okay. You All right. So there you go. That was, All right. that was our uh, most complex that was uh, that was definitely the the, that was definitely the most complex. Deeper I'll, than Bop. I'll yeah, do, I'll way deeper best. than Bop. I'll do my best to forget that. <laughs> All right, there you go. I think you'll be okay. It won't be hard. No, forget what.
Elf was directed by John oh. Favreau. Woo! With the original screenplay by Dave Berenbon. Music by John Debney. Cinematography by Greg Gardner. Film editing by Dan Leventhal. Elf is starring Will Ferrell, James Caan, Bob Newhart, Mary Steenberger, Zooey... Mary Steenburgen, yes. Zoe Deschanel, you got to Zoe right into it. <laughs> yeah, that's your Francesca moment. Mary Steenburgen, Zoe Deschanel, Faison Love, and Peter Dinklage. It was nominated for exactly zero Oscars, unfortunately. Bullshit. No I mean, sags, no, no glows. No, no costume editing? No bathless. No costume? No, was not rewarded. The best we can do... That's not a thing. Editing costume? <laughs> costume editing? <laughs> the best we can do are nominations at the Kid Choice, Teen Choice, and MTV Movie Awards, mm. but with no wins amongst those nominations. Oh. IMDb, 7.0. A little low? No? Seems low. A little higher. I, I would think it was a little bit on... Yeah, a little bit higher than that. For for like a, for a Christmas movie, I feel like that's I feel like this is a beloved Christmas. Yeah, movie. I mean the f the first part of this movie is just so hysterically funny. Seven's low for that. There's yeah. definitely people who take ranking those movies on IMDb yeah, stuffy, very yeah. seriously. Stuffy Christopher We're, Nolan fans. They'll give the best movie ever a nine and won't even yeah. think yeah. about giving anything a ten. No. I'm sure the, I'm sure the Star Wars Christmas special got the nine point out though. <laughs> Uh, you know, let's take a look at what the holiday special no, is. But I already a tie because all the Star Wars movies are in like the top. But oh, like top Step 10. Brothers yeah. is a six point nine out of ten. It oh, is. It. Oh, really? So yeah. So, oh, okay. Like, so that puts it into context. Pretty okay. Yeah, they're they're not giving it a, a nine for being a comedy, no matter what. You want to know what the Star Wars holiday special is? Yeah, nine point six, two point two. Oh, okay. See, they went the other way. They went yeah. like they wanted I mean, to get noticed on the back end. There. I mean, Greg, you wouldn't even let me see that. You just fast forward to the real funny parts. That's it's very it's, well. it's 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 really, the worst. I mean, it's really dry. Is it's that, like it's what, just is that it the just family looks. Family guy? No, 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 no. And then November after the New Hope came out, they did a TV special, and it is the most bizarre thing you'll ever see. It's it's why like there, there's a whole segment where like Chewbacca's family are interacting with each other, speaking the Wookiee language, and there's no subtitles, <laughs> so they're just talking to each other, like, <laughs> and you don't know what they're saying. You have no Jeez. idea. It's it, and you, you probably know what they're saying. Oh you yeah, speak well, I, I speak true Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> um, like and like Carrie Carrie Fisher's so coked out. Well, she her and, like, nail is visible yeah. through half a Star Wars. And uh, and Harrison Ford just like does not want to be there. It's just really it's it's wild. It's, it's on YouTube. You it's insane. Watch it. I'll watch it. Oh my. All right, so Grant, let me ask you this. Yes. Does the Star Wars Christmas special qualify for worst picture cast? I don't know. Uh, Two stars. It's, it's like a, a TV v, thing. VHS yeah. kind of hero thing. Yeah. Like oh, it, it's, yeah, it's, it, well, I, George Lucas famously said, if I had enough time and a hammer, I would destroy every copy of this. Oh, wow. George Lucas had nothing to he do with nothing this. He had nothing to do with it, yeah. Okay. He was basically counting all of his new hope someone, money. Someone broke into the costume and shed. He, and and people, like, yeah, like, he's, he's like, yeah, whatever. He just, like, approved yeah. the dailies or whatever. He, like, didn't give a shit. Does it qualify? I don't know. I feel like it's like way too big. You have you have it's probably still, twelve yeah. months to think because it would be next Christmas. Next Christmas, maybe. But I, I I would say I'm, I'm right now I'm leaning towards no. Okay. I would love to do it, yeah. but I'm leaning yeah. towards. I mean, no. you make the rules there. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, so speaking of worst worst picture cast, which is Joey and Grant here's little spin off the best picture cast where they're Sir? they're tackling B B might even be a stretch movies. Here like where, K movies. <laughs> yeah. So what you guys one of the little gimmicks you do there in that is you do kind of like a one line snarky. Plot summary yeah. of the of the movie here, and I asked you guys to do this for uh, Elf. You, Joey, were nice enough to do it for Stand by Me and for Twins. Grant, mm -hmm. you hopped on there with the Twins as well. 
And yeah, uh, it's hard. Like, it's stand hard. By, stand by me is hard. It's hard. It's hard, it's, 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 hard, it's hard with good movies. Yeah. Trauma bonding. Yeah, like the uh, the trauma bonding. Yeah. Well, it's hard when you don't hate the thing. <laughs> you really just got to dig deep for the inner snark, yeah. and you can get. Yeah, there. you could get but there. Let's see what you guys brought out today uh, to the table here for Elf. Grant, kick us off. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> a thirty-something human raised by elves travels to New York to find his biological father, and in the process deals with revolving doors, security guards. <laughs> And the Central Park Rangers. I love it. I love it. We're going to talk revolving doors. It's coming up again this Christmas here. We had a big, yeah. big heat. What is it with James Conn movies and revolving doors? Unbelievable. <laughs> What's it with James Conn and revolving doors? Why is he always in movies with revolving doors? <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> I literally just said that. <laughs> I was thinking of something else. <laughs> Joey. Is he mentally ill? A question you would ask when meeting Buddy, an orphan who was lost by some nuns and raised in the North Pole. A loving family who does not where he does not fit in and then enters the cold world of an innocent man trying to find his family. Well wow. said, well done. You would think there's two different movies considering <laughs> like our synopses, but through the through the candy land forest over the gumdrop uh I don't remember the the, the land can of I, can swirly, I do one? twirling. Can I do one? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. just gonna do it off cuff here. Yeah, sure. Love right. it. A schizophrenic male is kidnapped by Santa and his elves <laughs> as, a, as a baby and then um, abandoned in New York City to deal with his angry father, James Kahn. It's not abandoned. Those are my choice. They're like, uh, this is your dad. You should go. They put him on one of those things. Papa elf words are go. Get. Yeah. Like, like you don't fit in, guy. They, Get out of here. They put them on one of those those ice slabs that Eskimos cast <laughs> yeah. their grandparents off in when they're done keeping care of them. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Thanks, Arctic Puffin. That's Don Favreau, though. Norwal. Yeah. Norwal. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. Norwal. Not now, Arctic Puffin. Yeah. It's one of the best lines. I love that. Of, best lines. Of all right, yeah, so, man, Elf here. Where do we even begin? Um, Grant, you're the Christmas specialist here, so I'll, I'll oh. kick it off to you if that's... Uh, Start okay. with the kidnapping right scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine. Bob Newhart's fantastic. Agreed. Bob Newhart. I love Bob Newhart, and I think he sets up the whole world perfectly, talking about how, how important the elf's job is and how only elves can do these Christmas things, and... He kind of said he kind of sets the table for the whole movie, and I think that's perfect. I didn't like his narration at the beginning. I thought his tone was really confused. okay. Yes. We were going to talk with this as we always do yeah. here. Uh, you thought his tone was confused? Yeah, right? he was like stuttering at random parts. It, it seemed like he tried to come off as like an exhausted parent, hmm. but he was he yeah. came off he came off as confused to me. Like he wasn't able to nail the tone he was going for. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know like how familiar you are, how familiar you are with Bob Newhart, uh, but like that's that's his kind thing. Of his thing. Yeah. Um, so I think he just kind of brought that to, Interesting. to the movie. Yeah. I, I will say that I really liked how they kind of just started with the narration, use it as a framing device, That's we're going to tell the story, and yep. then we're done. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we've talked about that with a bunch of movies we've done so far. I'm all about that. If you want to do a little in the beginning to set up the world, yeah. it skips, you can, you can hammer 20 minutes off of any movie by doing and that. And they're showing you a ton of visuals while they're doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought his tone was an issue. I okay. thought it, I, the tone kind of reminded me a little bit of an Office episode. Where, like, they're just talking to this camera, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, here we go, yeah. all right, yeah, so, yeah, no, today was, uh, you know, today, another day in the office, and he's just talking to this yeah. camera that's either making a documentary, I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, it's not I, I, I don't know, you're talking to the viewer. An unexplained camera yeah. crew. And, uh, yeah. and I, I loved, I loved the storybook intro for the opening credits, I thought that was really cool, too. Cool it graphics. It kind of looked like the, the claymation stuff, like right. Rudolph and Frosty, not Frosty, but, like, Rudolph and, uh, yeah. And they stuff. used some stop-motion 
coordination yeah. for this, which is always great to see. It's kind of a lost. Art. It's just really cool looking. It has a different feel to it. Putting yeah. them like the yeah. humans into it was just an awesome. Yeah, I, I love that they did in, the, in like only in the North Pole. Yes, yes. Like because because it, it only makes sense there. The reason they were able to use those characters from that Rudolph movie is in, there was an error with copywriting. Yeah. Like a botched copy. Yeah, he used the wrong writing? Roman numerals. Yeah. So he basically so based the workshop off of. The Santa and the workshop and the reindeer yeah, off yeah. of that movie and yep. just built around that. That's and you've awesome. seen so many people use the, that that Rudolph image and yeah, everything sure, from that. Sure. And you you can. I wonder if it's one of the reasons why that is such like a cult classic popular thing like on you, TV. You, you all can the reference time. that to anybody anyway. and everyone knows it. It's probably it's been referenced so many times and that image is out. Is just really well, out that's, there. That's why um, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent. But like, this is what we do here, man. Um, free reign. It's a Wonderful Life was free use. And the um, that's why they aired all the time. Every channel had it. Every channel played it on Christmas, like around Christmas time, and that's why it became a Christmas classic because it didn't have any copyright issues. So yeah. everyone just like, oh yeah, yeah we'll just put that on public domain. Right. Yeah, public domain. Um, public domain movies we've covered so far: Rebecca, Rebecca, and uh, Cavalcade. Yeah. And then they're both be, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and there might be one more, but I, I think that's... Broadway Melody is not. No, no. <laughs> yeah, they make they make you pay your four dollars. Yeah, they really. Garbage. That's insane. So I'm not overly familiar with Bob Newhart from the past. What is he like? What is he from? It's like a his... sketch comedy show, the Bob Newhart show. No, is well, he, there's, uh, yeah. there's two sitcoms he's been in, and you know, one where he's a little bit older, one where he's Bob Newhart show, yeah, Bob the other Newhart one was show. Newhart. Yeah. And I, for some reason, I watched them both a lot growing up. Really. Yeah, like he's a psychiatrist in Newhart. He's just yeah. very funny, but that's um, his kind of stuttering, uncomfortable. Because that's what it came off as, more so stuttering. That's than his, like, being an exhausted. Yeah. I, I thought he was trying to be like, I'm so exhausted by this guy. Meanwhile, he came off as yeah. a little stuttery. Like this, so he does, he does stand up too, or he used to, he used to. Yeah. And um, he does this thing where he pretends to be on the phone with somebody, and it's just a one sided, it's just a one sided conversation. And by the way he performs it, you know exactly what's happening on the other side of the phone. And it's it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's very, um, it's very, very good. Yeah. That too. Um, the Newhart thing, his second Newhart show, uh, Newhart. Just right? Newhart, yep. So the finale of that show, he wakes up in bed with his wife from the Bob Newhart show because whole, the, whole, the whole second show was a dream. Okay. Yeah. So like, oh, it's like uh, it was what? What's the one with Pusha Jr. Dallas? Oh, Dallas. Dallas. See, and he just wakes up and like, wasn't the whole show oh, yeah. a dream? Oh, no, it was, it was just like that. There was a series of episodes oh. or whatever. But uh, it was like it was like the whole second show was just was a dream that Bob Newhart had from oh, the that's first show. Funny. Yeah, it's... I think Chicago MD did something like that in the nineties. No, um, was... not Chicago. No, MD. Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, it they woke up doing like a snow globe. It was in the mind of an autistic child. Yeah, in his snow globe. Yeah, to to go even further on your your phone thing there, mm. the one sided phone talk is Artie. This was your most popular movie that you'd never seen at the time we did it. But mm. this I had widely considered Doctor Strangelove to be one of the most critically acclaimed movies that I had never seen. Yeah. One of the greatest right. movies that I've ever seen. Joey, uh, you and Artie, you both were like, you gotta watch it. Gotta. I have now seen it. I'm, I'm in the club now. Um, Welcome. And it's the, a great club the to Peter be. Sellers phone conversation is that oh yes. that's right. in, in the yeah and that's one of the all-time examples of that yeah, for sure. yeah it's brilliant um and that's and dr strangelove will come up a little later on elf 
Massive, massive hit. $33 million budget, grossed over $224 million. Wow. And, you know, that's not even counting the Broadway show that they had sure. running there yeah. for a while. I mean, it's merchandise is on all the time. Like, it's a oh, really famous thing. Time. And I, I just want to bring up real quickly, as we feel like we have to talk about this, is just Will Ferrell's filmography is kind of like an, is an interesting thing to look at because I feel like the, the average person doesn't really fully grasp when he got famous. Because this is yeah. like his first solo leading role. I mean, yep. it was like Night of the Roxbury's. Like right, but the leading man but, stuff. But like, yeah, yeah, so this is, yeah, this is right yeah. after he's... And he's a supporting guy in old school. He, well, he's, he's one of the three characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it, this is... So he goes old school into Elf into Anchorman. Bang, yeah. bang, all within oh, like a... Yeah, yeah, in like an 18-month period. That's huge. So he gives you the, the, the straight, dirty rated R movie. Then you get the kids movie... And then you get like the PG thirteen kind of adult comedy for everyone right. in Anchorman. Yeah. He rattles those three off right, right, and they've all become staple roles for him. They're probably Mount Rushmore roles for him. I would, I would say so. And, yeah. And then all of a sudden, everyone knows who Will Ferrell is, and he's just a massive star. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think the average person could order those films no for you as to what what came first, the, what came second. They're so rewatchable, and they're all on so much. There's. They feel like timeless, and when they... And he hit us with them yeah. right at the same time. Right, That's so we amazing. watched them all at the same time, yeah. Elf should have been a franchise. He refused it. Yeah, he, they, he I heard there were issues. I don't even get along with Favreau. Right, seems to be which is mind-boggling to me, because John Favreau seems like the easiest guy to get along with. Some, Who knows? Some, you just Who don't knows? gel I mean, sometimes. Directors, yeah. actors, and directors. Just, just work. Some, you're dealing with working conditions and uh, what you're getting paid versus the hours you're working. It's all like little stuff. I mean, he's so throwing up for eating sugar, I'm sure. Yeah, he wasn't happy about all that. But James Conn was on a radio show once. He's like, I'm finally in a franchise movie. Oh, God. And Will Ferrell turned it down. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> well, hey, but I, I respect Ferrell for that. Me too. Yeah, me too. Because I, I feel like, because his thought process was like, this is just a cash grab. Right. And it, it doesn't like, seem like it's going to be that good of a movie. Right. I and think, I'm, happy and, it, I'm happy he turned it down. I think down. he turned down like $21 million. A lot, a lot of money. money. Yeah. But I bet if the script was better, he would have considered it. Like, it seems like it, he wasn't happy with it. Like, he read a script. It's not like he turned off the script at Jump. He like, probably didn't want to go back there but it's I believe the way it. that some of the stories of this way this thing is filmed yeah. sound real like guerrilla style stuff oh, running yeah. around the streets in New York him being forced to eat all this disgusting food they were like, throwing yeah. cash at, at random yeah. people on the streets to, to be extras and yeah. like that the whole scene of Buddy coming to New York was John Favreau, in a, in a car. Buddy, and a cameraman driving around Manhattan in a car yeah. throwing cash at people to it's be extras a, it's amazing that that was the process because I feel like there would be like a good enough budget behind this movie that there would be there were major I, there were sorry there were several minor car accidents in the Lincoln yeah. Tunnel when he's walking through I'm surprised because people are like who the fuck's this guy he's like yeah. no wiggle room in the Lincoln it's Tunnel it's a cheerleader from SNL <laughs> yeah, yeah right they were, like, they were like trespassing on someone's private property in British Columbia like they like they didn't get shot yeah you know filming those like the snow scenes yeah. up there with the raccoon and all that but you know I think it's when we talk about it, it's like Favreau now and Will Ferrell now like how much like power they both have now and in 2003 this wasn't so much this yeah was, this so. was new line cinema like are they even around anymore i don't think so and it was a spec script so it was written for free it was written in right. 1993 yeah, yeah just real yeah. it was originally yeah. supposed to be chris farley as buddy the elf yeah. oh my God. but the per they were selling it and the person that wanted to make it chris farley was like this is going to be a very different movie right and they were like yeah we don't think we're going to do that yeah well just oh, imagine okay. just take a second to imagine what Elf looks like with Chris Farley. I mean, it's it's That's a totally different movie. The other guy probably not PG. Um, 
No, uh, I think Chris, I think he I think he could do it. I think I just think there's an edge to him that just is different. He, he never went the kids' movie route. Bread and butter is right. not PJ. Right. Yeah. He was supposed to be Shrek too. Yeah, yeah. but you're talking about Will Ferrell too, who was just an old school. So it's right. You know, but he's from SNL where he has to be clean the whole time. Well, I we, guess those Farley, so... We also may not have seen that chapter of Farley's career where he does the right. the, the PG-rated stuff. 100%. You know, that, that could have been... That could have been that. starting with Shrek for him. Right. Um, uh, this, I was just on the uh, the Below Freezing, yeah. doing the Christmas special there, and that was... Uh, we did Mixed Nuts, which is... Can't wait to watch the exact this exact opposite movie. of Elf. It's not a beloved Christmas movie. It's a very much forgotten Christmas yeah. movie. And in it, uh, Liev Schreiber's debut role is in it. He plays a, a transvestite. Okay. And that role was written for Chris Farley. Oh, really? And oh, wow. Chris Farley turned it down. And Leah Schreiber was an unknown actor that they put in the spot. And does this like kind of like it's a really problematic written role. I bet. Yeah, but yeah. he does this really human and wildly impressive performance in it. It's probably okay. one of the best parts of the movie. Like if you watch it, you'll be like, why was this made? But then you're like, you watch him, be like, you know what? He's kind of. He's kind of really charming. I mean, he could act. Like, yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's an actor. Um, but if Chris Farley were in it, it would have been like, you yeah. know, it would have been like Billy Madison with, with the, had, the bus driver. Just right, it would have been the Chippendales. It would have been the, the Chippendales Chippen Chippen thing. Joe, that's exactly yeah. it would have been the Chippendales. We actually, um, I recorded my episode for Adam's new show, Rewind 2552, mm-hmm. and we talked about Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, yeah. And it's a PG-13 movie, but his performance is, he's very um, fish out of water and naive. Is Chris yes. Rock in that one too? He is. He is. Yeah, I oh, saw yeah. that. One. I saw that when it came out. I yeah, me too. I haven't seen yeah. it since I since until I, <laughs> I watched it a couple of years ago, and I was it's, like, oh, uh, yeah, it's not great. I think that was one of those rare <laughs> zero star movies in Newsday. It's, yeah, I mean, it deserves every star it gets. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but Chris Rock has a funny gimmick in the palm tree, though. But <laughs> that's true. Uh, no, but his, but his performance is almost like this innocent kind of guy out of out of his element and. I could have seen some similarities there between yeah. him and Billy Okay, Yell. interesting. Uh, th- that being said, I couldn't imagine anyone else but Chris, uh, but Will Ferrell doing this. Yeah, Farley's I probably mean, not sitting on Bob Newhart's lap too. That would be fucking hilarious. That that segues nice into the idea of SNL stars just transitioning into into movie stars. There hasn't been a lot of success stories, and I mean, yeah. I, I think Sandler and Ferrell are probably the two. Biggest ones, Sam as far Farrell. as the newer stuff, the modern I mean, like, stuff. You're not yeah, talking about like Chevy like and Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. Okay. Uh, Sudeikis, probably. Um, yeah, yes, Especially... yeah, that's that next era. But like the the Chris, oh, you're, you're talking about that era. Specifically. Yeah, like well, no, even since then we can talk about that too. But like the Chris Catans of the world and the Molly Shannons of Tim the world, like, they did a whole lot of throw- oh, Tim Meadows too. Yeah, they did a whole lot of throwing shit at the wall and hoping it right. sticks. Well, Rob Schneider was the king of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a million yeah. movies in <laughs> Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we all loved Norm Macdonald, but Norm Macdonald's kind of in the same boat. He never really like was the lead. He did guy Dirty Work. That was it. Dirty Work's an amazing movie. Yeah, Norm amazing. Norm McDonald was a stand-up, and that's what he wanted to be. But sure. that's what Chris Rock was too, and Chris Rock tried that whole push for movies where there was a, a second there where it looked like he was going to be a star. He was in the, was the movie where he like he gets transformed into the dead body. Yeah, he's um, like the old white guy. He's the old white guy. He's like the, he becomes the president, doesn't he? Doesn't one where he's like head of state or something? Head of state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that movie's it, pretty good. Is it? Yeah. I don't remember, but I think so. <laughs> but I think well, Michael Myers is a better run. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, probably the best. Yeah, Michael Myers, too. Yeah, him and Sandler are the best. So who's the biggest yeah. star? Is it Will Ferrell? Oh, Sandler. Oh. Sandler. 
Farrell. It's Sandler or Farrell. I think it's Farrell. It's a tough call. It's for like splitting hairs. You could you could throw a Mike Myers into the mix. He probably, I think if you ask if you asked me in nineteen ninety nine, I would say Sandler. When but you're getting him in the heat of the city, it worked that way. I don't right. know. Yeah. Like, right. What's, what's Farrell in now? Yeah, ninety seven. You would have said Mike Myers. He's no, produced no stuff. You know? So well, Happy Madison Productions right. is Sandler, and he's still doing. Yeah, but those thing. movies aren't good though. Uh, I think the best Happy Madison movie is Grandma's Boy, and he's not even in it. Grandma's Boy is great. That, that says a lot, too. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Since we are wildly off-topic here, we might as well, <laughs> we might as well to, delve into Joey's Christmas movies here before we get back to to Buddy uh, joining New York City and, and hopping al- along the uh, the streets that we know so well around here. Joe, your top three Christmas movies starting with number three. Take 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 the ropes here. Take so, the reins, the, the Santa reins. So number three is Elf. Okay. So, you know, right. I, I went I with movie. someone would do it. You yeah. did it. Okay. I've, I, I made lists where Bad Santa was in there instead, but I was like, you know what? Because ultimately I went with what do I watch every year? And Elf I watch every year. So yeah. Elf is number three. We'll talk about it. that in detail. So I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, life is a PPC co-host. <laughs> number two is Christmas Vacation. Okay. I love Chevy that movie. Very funny movie. I, I love, love that, that movie. movie. Like, I would watch that in the middle of the summer and laugh my ass off. I watched it Thanksgiving night, and I loved it so Talking much. Talking about SNL, former SNL yeah. stars. Yeah. Top five for me. That's, I, I, love that I love that movie. It's fantastic. It makes me laugh. So I saw awesome. several parts of it Saturday night. It's very funny. Yeah, they had, they had like 24-hour... Yeah, when the camper, when they show up in the camper van, Randy, Dennis or Randy Quaid, I can never tell the difference. Randy. Randy. When Randy Quaid shows up with his family, it's so funny. And just when he, like, just stands over his shoulder and talks into his ear. And, yeah. It's all so funny. And number one, despite the dairy troubles, it is Home Alone. Yeah, all oh right. Two dropping the, drop the Home Alone mark there. Yeah, I mean, that, that came out at like when we were like six yeah, years just, old. Yeah. Yeah. Must remind everyone, we do have a Home Alone episode we recorded last Christmas. Oh, yeah. The three of us. Check it out. It's a very fun episode. It's a very, very popular BPC episode. It's one you want to learn about pizza math. Um, it's it's a lot yeah, of ones and, where people and, and are like, "Let me get corrected by my wife, who's, in the other room. <laughs> who's shouting from the other room." We yeah. got to get her to do that. Who's fact checking us from the other room? <laughs> yes, I love that. There's, that's that was the the movie that made us move all our nitpicks into one section because that the first hour of that episode was just, just all nitpicks. Wait, like, yeah, like you were expecting some kind of light episode. Like <laughs> Joey and I were like just knee deep and like, "This is bullshit." What happened? Breaking here? down the McAllister's pizza order. I'm like, "Oh, geez, we're doing this." Okay. Listen, you guys have seen this. Movie a lot. Wherever I go, there I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so two have put Home Alone in number one. We'll see where uh, the others place it, if at all. Let's get back to Elf here. And Buddy enters the streets of New York, and I gotta say, this is a Elf is a really strong New York movie. Yeah. Very much yeah, so. Authentic is. New York footage. Yeah. yeah. You get a good feel of the streets of the city. You get a good feel of New York at Christmas yes. time. Mm-hmm. Careful, the yellow ones don't stop. Oh, hilarious. I love it. hilarious And then when it hits him... It hits on the way to Gimbal's is the funniest thing. I, like, exploded laughing. My wife was like, if you wake up our son. I was like, I'm not that loud. She's like, yes, no, that was that loud. I gotta say, too, guys, I I watched this one last night, and it's been been years since I've seen it. Okay. I was bursting out with a laugh several times. Like, and... We laugh out loud movies. I, I... I do a lot of laughing in my head with comedy. Me too. Like I, you know, sure. I'm watching the curve where there's a ton of smiling and yeah. laughing in my head. This was burst out laughing. And yeah, like I, it's I've seen this movie so many times. I've kind I've kind of gotten immune to that. I was very jealous of Artie, and his first time watching it. I'm like, Absolutely. God, it would be so great to relive this movie for the first time again. Yeah. So 
I have a, a couple, like, there's one segment of the movie, one aspect of the movie that every time it came on, even in the rewatch today, I fucking burst out laughing and I, I can't handle how funny it is. The paper mache everywhere. <laughs> when Jason and I walked into the it's his Every time there's a scene with paper mache up all over the place, I burst out laughing. I couldn't handle it. It's so good. Uh, I do have a question for Artie, because during our artist episode, you hated the song Pennies from Heaven yes. during that montage. I was going to bring this up. And they played it again. It was a different version. Oh, he's smirking. Oh, I, was smirking. I was triggered. Uh, oh, you, you, were didn't, you didn't like this version? It, it tri- no, it triggered me. Okay. The first time I watched it, I was like, God, I, I fucking hate pennies from heaven. Like, Artie, it, does not like much... sh- Artie does not like shoehorning in yeah, music. Pennies from heaven. Shove a bunch like, of lyrics into, into his cupboards that they don't fit in. But good. But. So I'm bitching about it like with my family watching. I'm like, this song's terrible. It's from this old movie. It sucks. And today, I, I, that scene I was in the kitchen and I only heard. Yeah. It's good. I love <laughs> that is, version. It is. It's well, a good I, well, I was just going to say, that's an elite version. It's, a, it's, so, it's so good. It's a scat jazz artist. Yeah. Right. That's how it's supposed and ravioli to be. Oh. Macaroni. Dude, it's, love yeah, it. it's great. First of all, also an amazing scene of him just yes. on the streets eating. That's my favorite scene in the whole just movie. Eating the gum. The I, had, I had to get past that. That's had, not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that made it's me sad. Free candy. Santa Ward. If you see something called Peep Show, Oh, oh my god. god. There's a bunch of what's the pizza place? He's like, there's a million rays. There's, like, there's 32 rays. There are like there are like <laughs> 30 rays pizzas. Oh man, I gotta say too, I think my funniest scene of the movie here just was from the was from the North Pole. The the Jack in the Boxes. That's oh, dude, right. I was Did you see the Favreau story? Yeah. That is and, yeah. and you know, that's a lot of like a lot of what Will Ferrell is so good at is just reactions. Will this Ferrell? movie is a ton of reactions. Oh my, his, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's elite great. facial delivery. Yes, Joe, yeah, you want to so tell him how this yeah, so, filmed? So Favreau put he had a timer on it that only he controlled. So Will Ferrell had no idea when they were going to go oh, off I to get that. like genuine reaction. So they kept going, and Favreau would just randomly pop it. I'm guessing they probably did a bunch. I can only imagine, but, but it's hysterical. The, the last one's phenomenal. The one. He goes to lobby. Then he goes all the way over. Grabs it and like almost slams it. He's like, it's the only time. Yeah. It, it's the only time in the whole movie Buddy loses his temper. And meanwhile, yeah. it's probably Will Ferrell mad at John. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And John's like, oh, I'm keeping that. He probably like, oh, the last one's not going to work, so just log it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so so great. so good. And that little laugh there. We'll just throw a little Disney trivia in there. The uh, the hyena laugh. Or the, the it, it is a it's the hyena from Lady and the Tramp, and it's also the okay. hyena laughter you'll hear if you go to Disney World down in uh, Orlando. Okay, the old uh, Animal Safari there. They have that's the same. Oh, really? Like a famous Disney clip, it's like an animatronic. That's voice. cool. Yeah. yeah. And then the kid from Christmas Story, Ralphie. Yeah, the other yeah. little Christmas cameo. He, that's right. He was, he's in a few Will Ferrell movies. I think Will. Is that right? Yeah, I think he's in a couple. But that is miss. one of those that I never would have known that unless I, I actually. The only reason I didn't know it is uh, I saw like a tweet. It was like a meme that said, you know, I was, How old were I was you today you years old. Yeah, when oh, I found God. out that the Christmas Story guys. This I know you love those, Chris. But I, that, I, but I that one, I was like, oh, I didn't know that at all. And then you see it, and you see it. You right, know, like, oh, yeah. Okay. Peter Billingsley. Yeah. Peter Billingsley, yep. Uh, I'm trying to think, yeah. Oh, he's in Iron Man, so he's in Spider-Man, so he's, he's in Favreau. Favreau. Yeah, he's, he's in, in Favreau. Got him, got him yeah. his paychecks. I'm sure he's getting 
plenty of residual checks every Christmas. Be nice. I mean, what hour. he must make on New Year's Elf, Eve. Elf alone. Yeah. yeah. No, just on Christmas Story, which is on for oh my the God. entire day. Yeah. Jesus. I want to talk about the store. Faison Love plays the, the manager Gimbles. of the... Yeah. Have you guys seen Miracle on 34th Street? You're like, you guys are a little too young, but you remember Gimbles? <laughs> no, have you guys seen Miracle on 34th Street? The old one? Yeah. Wasn't it Macy's competitor back then? Yes, yeah, it was, and it they was were like, a, it was right a, around the block from Harold Square. It was Herald a big Square. competitor uh, for Macy's. And then I think, I really think that it's a wonderful life going to Macy's instead of Gimbals was the kiss of death for that company. Mm. But, uh, so it was kind of a cool nod that it was Gimbals instead of Macy's. Yeah, it was like right around the block. Because, like, because Macy's right down the block from the Empire State Building. Right. In real life. Right. You'd have to still pay Macy's to use their name. You don't have to pay Gimbals anymore. I guess not. I I went out of business in like 1984. Yeah. I I always liked that little, uh, that little tie in. Based on love, it just has a tremendous performance. In this. Yeah, I just, love it. It's it. supposed to be Wanda Sykes. Yes. Yeah, so he was kind of, I guess, late cast. But yeah. his, his line deliveries, he just, yeah. you could tell he put a ton of thought into them. Oh, yeah. He, he goes for it. He goes for it. His name tag, though, says Wanda. Wanda. Yeah. Yes, yes. So there yeah. you go. But he made the most out of every line he was given. And even you know when he's playing Santa and he sees Buddy come in, just his facial just expression yeah. is so good. Yeah. Fantastic. I love the whole idea of the fact that his that his Santa melted down, so he has to play Santa. Just the whole concept of that, like right. he's the manager of the place, it, he doesn't it, have Santa. It just it like, just, it just, it just reeks of upper like middle yeah, right. Yeah, so like, you have no real power <laughs> except you're just the one who gets it. Just fucked. reeks of that. Oh, you don't yeah. have it. You, can't, you couldn't find a Santa Claus. All right, well, looks and like he, and he, but he, he's paranoid about his job. He's like, they must descend in de- professional it's a decorators. Too, it's a little too good. Uh, Code name is Santa. Got a brand new bag. He goes, if I'm going down, you're all going down with me. <laughs> and then, and then it follows up with one of my favorite line deliveries of the whole of the whole movie when she's complaining about cutting the thing. Yeah, six, six inches. So just just the whole like, why are you smiling like that? I just like smiling. Smile is my favorite. Make working. Make working. <laughs> I think I've heard. I think I've heard Chris G say that to people. <laughs> Another funny work ethic line is when James Khan, the two guys, have the idea for the story. Oh, he's like, oh, oh get going on a storyboard. They sit down. He's like, you can't sit down. You can't sit down and get going. Get up. And they're like, oh yeah, right. They His run. other great line to them is oh, he Andy goes, Richter. he's like, so my my. So my two head writers, the guys I rely everything on, your idea is to bring someone else in. They're like, yeah! <laughs> I love that say, so I love much. I love, I love that so much. That's, I mean, that's Andy it, Richter yeah. and Kyle Glass. Your idea, Kyle Glass. My head writer's idea is to bring in another writer. <laughs> yeah. Miles like, I love it. Finch. <laughs> <laughs> we got to shout out Kyle Glass yeah, and, Kyle. and Andy Richter. Oh, just, you're great. Two, yeah. just, two gems that are just, just perfect. You know, not and quite he, talented enough to be in like the forefront of our of our, of our entertainment and, and, lives, but and great Amy, side Amy Sedaris, great side yeah, Amy Sedaris, yes. Sedaris is great also. Yes, yes. yeah, and she's also already in the Mandalorian. I don't know if you knew that. Who Amy Sedaris, who plays uh, Walter Hobbs' secretary, Deb. Uh, Deb. Yeah. Oh, is she? She is the uh, the woman in um, in Tatooine, the one that uh, repairs the ship. And takes care of Grogu. Oh, who's mad at uh one of the frizzy hair? And yeah, all that. yeah. Oh, that's cool. that's her. Oh wow, John Favreau. Lots of Star, getting lots of Star Wars stuff in the mix here. I guess with Favreau and the you gotta got it. With and the, Mandalorian. the Mandalorian. If we're talking cameos, we would be remiss to not bring up the great Artie Lang as, oh my as God. the yeah. mall Santa. You smell so, like beef and cheese. You're not Santa. Santa. He's only he's a liar. You sit on a throne of I'm, lies. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling what you want. He, he says. He, 
a child's on his lap, he says to another grown man, I'm fake, how would you like to be dead? Someone <laughs> <laughs> finds a pipe, too. <laughs> they can only do that scene in one take because it was way too much work to rebuild all well, yeah, the, yeah, they rebuild the, yeah, they rebuild the, the things. Lego New York City. Yeah, they yeah. green screened in the kids because yeah. they're like, oh, oh did they, they can't really have, yeah, yeah, they yeah, have the kids get for the kids. Those two giant guys tackling each other. And I'll tell you Christmas what, it's really people. done very well to the point where had I not read it, I wouldn't have noticed. I went back after I read that you to re-look that, at it. You can tell oh, that there's, tell when they're fighting, there's no one in the there's right. just but, no one in yeah. the shot. Watching it, I never thought about it. Then I read it. I was like, oh, let me go see it. And then I'm they, like, oh, okay. They did a great job in this movie with like forced perspective. Things yes. like that. Like especially the North Pole stuff to make Will Ferrell look bigger than yeah, everyone not else. CGI. The fact that it's really great. Yeah, seeing the forced perspective yeah. pictures, the way they did it, like the behind the scenes yeah. pictures, are so cool it's how really they did great. those. It, yeah. Really great. Um, and to throw back into that too is the the music it's it's easy to take for granted the music in Christmas movies it's like oh, okay we're gonna get our Christmas songs this is a little they bit picked, different they, got they the right picked ones. a couple yeah. of non-Christmas songs like Pennies from Heaven you had yeah. the Frank Sinatra You Make Me Feel Baby, So Young yeah. which is uh, which, uh, that is yeah, that's, that's a Christmas, that's a Christmas. Song, but, but a croony more type romantic than it is but know. that was also they infused that one into the into the uh, you know it was an autogenic thing right, where they're right. you know they're they're singing they're singing in the, the shower the that's a, another great scene. but the, you make me feel so young which is certainly not a Christmas oh that's song. a great and one. yeah so the, the great stuff and the music was done by um, an Oscar nominated composer yeah. I guess yeah he did the, he did the score to, to a, a sub fifty selection here it was in a, a sub a sub fifty BBC sub fifty tournament veteran in Passion of the Christ. Oh wow! So a little Christmassy, I guess. Score, more the, Easter, more, more Easter than Christmas. The score, the score sure. this is great. That that one, that the song, like the. that's great. Yeah, totally, totally worked, and Beautiful. and I think that Christmas movies can be can be taken for granted as the selection and the placement of the Christmas songs they use. I thought that they nailed it across the board with this one. Yeah. Really good stuff. The song selection was great. It was, I like I like that you kind of went with a more jazzy... Yeah, yeah it's, it's not just yeah. about the songs you pick, it's the yeah. versions. Yep. You know, yeah. you pick right. what, what version stuck to with the jazz. Right. The, whole the Pennies from Heaven version. Because oh, on the artist, I was like, okay, I see what Artie's saying. But also yeah. not <laughs> right. a Christmas song. To also right. find a way to, to put that one yeah. in and make yeah. it sound... It sounds Christmassy. Even the Sinatra song when they're skating in the you know in the ice rocket Center, for a first sounds date Christmas. Kind of yep, um, like his very clever his, his idea to use the Brian Setzer um, version of uh, Nutcracker when mm. he's doing when he's doing the decorations yeah. at Gimbal's. It's just yeah, he just the songs he selects is pretty great. Yeah, right. and then he goes with the classic at the end when you have to sing to bring right. the Christmas cheer. He goes with the classic. I can't yeah. remember the name of it. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 right. Just, just really smart. Helped build the world and just made it so easy to be in there. Yeah, yeah. You, you got a lot of help from the talented Zoe uh, De Chanel. You know, sure. I don't think they Absolutely. fully were aware how talented of a singer this she was. was this they, was like they a, wrote some scenes like, in of her singing. This is like yeah. a breakout role for her. Yeah, it's the only time I've seen her blonde. She was well. She was doing another show, blonde, and auditioned while she was doing that for this. And the other show fell through, and they're like, "Well, no, we 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 hired a blonde. We passed you as a blonde. You got to be a blonde." And she's like, "Well, I don't care. You're going to pay me to do a movie." Yeah, exactly. That's the right mentality. Exactly. Good for her. Um, So she was really good. I think one of the most famous. There's probably two wildly famous scenes in this in this movie, and one is two. I can think of like five. I'm just saying that have stood the test of time. When people bring up Elf, that this the kind of things that that get remembered. At least maybe at least some that I remember, but. The shower scene is one of them, which is probably, you know, 
a little more problematic as it's moved on, but... It's a great scene. It is a it is a oddly charming scene. It is because it's because Wolfram's not being a creep. Anymore. Right, like that's, that's the, thing the whole too. thing. He's a very he's almost childlike. He just heard somebody yeah. singing and he's and it, he's it, it made him feel it. like home for the first time since he left his home. Yeah, it wasn't him trying to see her naked, which I think Artie's about to say. Yeah. It was just him. Oh my god, this <laughs> song! I get to sing with you. Why are you in here? I heard you singing. It has nothing to do with me being naked. I didn't, I didn't know you were naked. I didn't know you were naked. <laughs> He's so enthusiastic. I really didn't know. And, and, the, and him covering the eyes and running right into running the lockers. Running into the lockers. Amazing. It's, it's great. Amazing. Yeah. And he's yeah. got a great voice, Will Ferrell. He really he does. does. Oh, yeah. nice voice. Yeah. He can hit notes. Yeah, but it's like yeah. a good deep voice, so like it really, it really comes through. And he just it, he's, his confidence with everything he does. It's is also amazing. funny because he tries to be like a pratic with his singing, so it's yeah. more serious than it really is. I, I prefer his shrieky falsetto singing "Dust in the Wind" at funerals, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as it cracks. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you mentioned him crashing into the lockers there, Grant, and I gotta say, like I'm a I'm a big stickler and a pet peever. For bad slapstick. Mm-hmm. Bad slapstick to me is like one of the worst things a comedy can lean into. Okay. And it's a lot of like like Three Stooges fans trying to be the free Three Stooges. And it just comes off as real, real poor. And, and I mentioned the, the movie Mix Nuts that I covered with the, with the yeah. Below Freezers. And I mean, that is just exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. The, the worst kind of slapstick. To me, Elf is the best kind of slapstick they just they go 10 out of 10 and they nail they nail it every time and will, yeah. will ferrell has a lot to do with that will ferrell it's, is it's a right. genius that, comedian he really is a genius yeah, comedian. the the tree jumping scene that's oh, one that I is so beautiful it's beautiful uh, fantastic the, um, <laughs> beautiful. The, the, rac- the raccoon the raccoon is, yeah. you need a hug <laughs> the tree um, jumping scene is yeah yeah but there's just like, like five seconds yeah, just little. There's a lot of little moments too that we're not even going to be able to pull out of it. Where yeah. it's just him getting hit in the head. That you already brought up the taxi cabs. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of stuff could be so sticky and so yep. lame, and he just finds a way to make it work. Yeah, 100%. when when James Caan first tells Mary Steenburgen she, he has another son, and she's like, "Oh, this is wonderful." This is great. He's like, "No, you don't understand." We'll make it work. He thinks he's an elf, and she's like. <laughs> Well, I'm sure it can't be like that. And then they open the door, and he's he's fucking like. I'm like sure he doesn't think he was an elf. He's dressed like an elf. <laughs> and then they work walk through the land with swirling, twirling gumdrops. <laughs> oh my and god! They walk through the Lincoln Tunnel. The Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> I, I love I love that so much. Like they like he goes from like. <laughs> These magical lands. <laughs> then the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> and they get the call back at the end. Oh, it's so great. You really like sugar, huh? Is there sugar and syrup? Yeah. Yes. Oh, then yes. Yes. Then yes. <laughs> another little, your breakfast and lunch. Another little moment. Another little moment with that is when he makes the breakfast. He's got the. <laughs> yeah. He's got the spaghetti in. <laughs> and James. Todd, <laughs> James. Todd wants to Just have coffee. In, and he goes. How many scoops would you like? Yeah. And James goes like, "I'm going to stick with the coffee." And he just does that shrunk up face. Goes, "Oh, of course." <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh, it's just yeah. so, she's it's like, just, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. Right, right. I'm going to coffee. Right. Great. It's meanwhile, he has pounds of pasta covered in maple syrup <laughs> for breakfast and lunch. It's it's a zip-lock zip-lock bag. Here, I made you lunch. Here's a three quarters of a pound of pasta was covered in maple uh, <laughs> but he's just like rah, 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 rah. Oh, that's hysterical this, all, all I saw from this was the, the beginning like the uterus of Step Brothers her being the mom to Brennan 
Yeah, I, I oh, and oh, let's, yeah. Do, let's do a moment on, on Mary Steenburgen. Oh, she's great. Just I love her, yeah. A wonderful actress. Just really can't say good. a bad I mean, thing. We, we brought her a, briefly when we talked Back to the Future, yep. which is Back to the Future 3, who I really love her in. I, 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 I'm, a big, I'm a big Back to the Future 3 mark. Oh I know God, a lot of people. I, I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I, I, I can't believe it's, that's it's, her. It's been a controversial thing. I don't There's think you've a lot seen of, it. A lot of times. <laughs> I, immediately, I immediately got the visual of her. I never put two and two together. I never yeah. put two and two together that that was her. Yeah, sure. Um, she, I, I, I love that character. one of the funniest characters in any movie ever. The what mom the and dad. And I mean, even <laughs> in Step Brothers, after they crashed the boat, they're coming back. She's like, besides crashing Robert's boat, yeah. I, you did take initiative. Yeah, <laughs> you destroyed my boat, you goon. <laughs> Richard, Richard Jenkins is 10 out of 10. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to the Cheesecake Factory. But it's it's Christmas Eve. Oh, well, Merry, Merry Christmas. 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 <laughs> yeah, I thought her and James Conn worked really well together. Mm-hmm. I thought their relationship Agreed. felt very It felt honest. lived in. Yeah. yeah she's, a, she's a really honest performer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She just has a warm and yes. welcome and honest very face. Very warm. Yeah. It works perfect. Yep. Yeah. And, and boy, James Conn... What brilliant casting! I mean, to, he's he's the fish out of water in this thing. He's like even in the end when when he's like like singing along to like the when he's mouthing song. it. Yeah, you're just mouthing. You're not singing. He's like, oh, I'm singing. I'm singing. Like, I feel like that's a joy move. That, I would hundred percent do that. <laughs> I like when Will Ferrell first introduces himself to James Conn. He's like, all right, get on with it. And he's like, I'm your, I'm your son. You didn't know you had me. And he's like, all right, that was weird. Usually they just sing like jingle bells or something. (laughs) Let me, let me try. I think I can get it. I think I get the whole thing. Oh, really? No, I'm here with my dad and we never met. Uh, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. Daddy, I love you. I love you. I love you. Weird. You said they just stick my weird. name in a jingle bell. <laughs> that was weird. So who, who, are you? <laughs> who got this Christmas gram? <laughs> What's a Christmas gram? I want one. <laughs> and and he said, face when he says, but I'm here now. Daddy! <laughs> it's Adaris's face just like, oh god. When she realizes it's something way darker than a Christmas gram. Oh, Maybe no, Sidaris just you know that was improv. Oh, that was so great. Francisco, ooh, that's fun to say. That's fun. Francisco. I love your shirt, it's very purpley. <laughs> oh man. Buddy the elf, what's your favorite color? That's one of my uh, favorite him, fucking lines ever. Him Dude, he just reaches yeah. over his dad, grabs the phone <laughs> like a corporate elf. Buddy the elf, what's your favorite color? Him the, the Imagine the other person the other end like uh purple <laughs> him coming to work with James Conn is some of the best stuff oh, in the oh, movie it really oh, yeah, is the, the bring, the bring the, the elves to work day like just fantastic the mail the mail he's, he's just sitting, yes. sitting, he's sitting in the corner in, like that really small chair <laughs> reading that loud can I can I throw my quote of the movie in the mix uh, right yeah, now please please uh, here we are in the mail room of the Empire State Building the lovely Empire State Building sure and here we have Buddy the Elf. This place reminds me of Santa's workshop, except it smells like mushrooms and everybody looks like they want to hurt it. <laughs> I love that one. I mean, just genius. The mailroom scene That's has Will Ferrell. The the him, and, him, him and the work release guy drinking and just like... Ooh, it's very sucky. <laughs> him, his improv work, when he picks... 
he just finds the funniest things, to, the funniest random things yeah. to pick. Yeah. It smells like mushrooms. Well, when like, he said Artie what? Lang, he goes, you probably, he goes, you smell like beef and cheese. You're not Santa. Artie Lang probably crushed a burger right, right. before that. And he's like, I'm calling it how it is. Yeah, yeah right. he probably, like, you look at Artie Lang, it's like, oh, you either smell like booze or beef and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's like beef and cheese or opiates. What an odd thing to call something out for smelling like mushrooms. Yeah. It smells like but, mushrooms right. and everything but it's looks like they want to hurt so you. But I know it's musty, moldy. There's <laughs> yeah. probably mushrooms in the wall. But like it makes sense. It's this old building. I'm like, oh, I, I, I see it. I yeah. feel it. John so Taffer's got into kitchens right. with, 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 with actual mushrooms. fridges yeah. where there's mushrooms growing. John Taffer walks in with an Elf episode. Shut up, shut it down. The blooper reel clips of him and Anchorman going through the different ways of him being startled. Like, great Odin's Raven. Oh, Uncle Jim's Like Just you listen to all those. It's just, just Same great thing stuff, with, yeah. uh, does anyone know what diversity is? He has like a million answers. Oh, yeah, I love that. that. <laughs> well, that's, that's an old, uh, old wooden ship. Correct me if I'm wrong, Civil War yeah, but I believe it. Ron, I doubt the network would be concerned about the lack of an old wooden ship. <laughs> but, there, but the best part about that is him using the word "old" twice. Yeah, old, it's an old, 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 old wooden ship. <laughs> well, that's what they did. Was um, he's just so genius. It was something that McKay did, which is really funny. Which was what they? This was the term they they coined. Was they got like the take they wanted, and then they would quote unquote let the squirrel out of the bag, <laughs> and just let everyone just kind of do whatever the fuck they right. wanted. Well, yeah, that's yeah. well, that's the famous one from Step Brothers is the T Rex model. Right. Oh, really? That, yeah. yeah. Is that it was Richard, improvised by it Jenkins? At the yeah. end of the, well, it goes deeper than that. Fuck. At the end of the thing, Jenkins was just so fried that he was just like, couldn't think of anything, and he does that. Hey, I lost it. And he <laughs> saw McKay's reaction, and he went up to him. Yeah. And he goes, Adam. You're not using that dinosaur thing in the movie. Adam's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna. And I'm just, just, he, goes, he goes, no, no, look at me right now. Look me in the eye and promise me you're not using that T-Rex thing in the movie. I'm, I'm a serious actor. I don't want it. That's ridiculous. I'm not putting, I don't want that to be in the movie. And he's like, it, it's not going to be in the movie. Don't worry. That's so fucking And funny. at the, they're, they're at the, the premiere. Whatever, the premiere. Yeah, premiere. they're at the premiere. And they're walking the red carpet. And he looks, he looks at McKay and he goes, did you put that fucking dinosaur thing in the movie? And McKay goes, I died. <laughs> <laughs> and I just probably my favorite scene of the entire it's, it's it's one of the best. You're, you're a man. You can't be a dinosaur. He's like, hey, I lost it. I lost I just, he claws with this talent. I would chase the cats around. <laughs> chase the cats around the neighborhood. I ruled the neighborhood. This guy was in Coen Brothers movies. Oh, uh, yeah. This shit. It was a lead acting nominee. Oh, my God. Amazing stuff. Zoe Deschanel. Well, so I want to talk about, like, the selection there for that. Like, is, it, is, there, is there a believable chemistry here with them? Yes. Okay, I was actually going to say no. See, I think it shouldn't work. But I think it does. She's I don't... so antithesis of him. Like he, he's so oh, enthusiastic about everything. Yeah. But he loves Christmas, and she loves Christmas, but she's very humdrum about everything. Yeah. She plays the awkward loner really well. Yeah. She might yeah. be a little too good looking for yeah. It to, I think that's fully believable. But though. I think that there's chemistry. But yes, the attractiveness and that she's twelve years. I will than say him. this though. Buddy the Elf is a great date guy. Oh my he god! He knows how to take a girl. What a, a fucking! I have I mean, ideas I just, and just takes off. I was like, I put my I, me in the world. I put my BPC notes away and started taking out my single man notes. And so I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's take her on an, es uh, an escalator yeah. run here. Like unbelievable the, date. Also, she she so Will Ferrell's tall. Apparently, girls just like tall guys, even if they're not good looking. 
And he's endearing. Covering this in the, this in the last weekend episode. Right. Yeah. You know, there's an endearingness to him. She's, you know, she's without water, so she's going through hard times, and here's just this happy being in her life who just appreciates her. So it's also probably nice. Um, it's a nice change of pace for her. Right. Yeah, she's just getting her ass kicked, and here's yeah. just this great guy who's like, oh, my God, you're such a great so singer. positive about and her. And I'll tell you what, if you take a girl on a great first date, you got a chance. You got a chance. Sure. And, and he that was a charming Let's, first date. Hey, you make her I, laugh. I, listen, I, I know we're going to have a nitpick section, mm-hmm. but, like... Rockefeller Center two days before Christmas is not that empty. Well, you did this in the in the Home Alone one. Yeah, he's brought yeah. That, that up again. Rockefeller like Center yeah. two days before Christmas is a fucking was it zoo. was it that empty? Have you been to the Rockefeller Center before Christmas? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's oh, a man. fucking nightmare. You've been to? Yeah, pretty much. I've, I, like you get carried in the crowd. It's, like it's I've had to like literally like move people. Party. Yeah, around. I would never want to go to. Like, 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 like I've walked like come. this with like Kristen in front of me to not get people. I used to go with Kate. We used to go on the weekends. And then what we started doing, like we'd go on, like on a Saturday, we'd make a day, we'd go see the Nutcracker at Lincoln Center, go to sleep. What we started doing was I would just meet her in the city on weeknights and go see the tree because it was far less crowded. Yeah. But it's still pretty fucking crowded. It's insane. Sure. And there's no way you're just like getting on the ice at Rockefeller Center. Area outside the tree is a, it's a fucking slipknot mosh pit. And, and it's, <laughs> it's an ECW and, show. But and, it's uh... ridiculous. And, like, and people are there with like, tourists are there with like, um, you have to be aggressive. It's with, not like with their with their with their uh, with their strollers, and they're just like they they don't know what they're doing. They don't know where they're walking, and like I want to throw fists. <laughs> I want to just like use my. I have a big body. I want to use my big body and just barrel people out. I mean, I like, do. I literally walk with my arms out to, oh. so people can't get in there, so my so wife could be in front of me and not the get slipped on analogy perfectly. So it sounds yeah. like the embodiment of the Christmas spirit. It's horrible. <laughs> it makes me so unchristmasy. <clears throat> You know what? Well, in Home Alone Two, it's just <laughs> Catherine O'Hara and Macaulay Culkin. So I, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's also like late at night. I it's guess. also like past midnight, probably. Right. So like that's way Eve. more believable than middle it of the is. day. Was it's this probably, that yes. empty? I guess I didn't. Oh, I didn't it was. Take note of that. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. It's it sparsely popular. The fact you can, you can I think you have to get like the tickets like so far in advance to skate in the Rockefeller Center. Oh, is that how that works? Probably. I've never even tried to do that. I, so, no, me neither. That, I've nothing that. to do with that. Can, we, can we ice, add this? Ice is hard enough to deal with. I don't need to Can we add this to the ice rink count of movies we've covered with ice rinks here? We now have Rocky. Mm-hmm. Sure. We have Gigi. Yes, we do. Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Home Alone 2. I guess we half covered it. We didn't do a full well, we did it. We got there. Home Alone 2? We got Marvin and ripping the mittens oh, off. Oh, yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Home Alone 2, I didn't fully I mean, Home Alone 1, like, he slides through the kid's leg running from yeah, the convenience oh, store. So, yeah, yeah, so, no, there's Home Alone. Just count Home Alone as a group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now we add, we add Elf to the mix. I don't think Let's I'm missing do anything there. Is there ice skating in Rain Man? No. I don't even know why that was funny. That was hilarious to me. Zoe Deschanel, I really love the show New Girl. Oh, uh, you're a new girl guy. Big Brendan fan. B is a big new yeah, girl. Yeah, big guy. fan and of new he girl. Converted, recently converted Arnie to new girl. So, Brendan B, Joe R, and a radio host I listen to who does fantasy sports analysis all have raved about this show. So, I started watching it. I only got like four or five episodes in. I fell off the, the, the rails. It's hard. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. It's really just hysterical and it gets better as it goes it becomes less about her and more about the guys but it's a fantastic show 
Yeah, I think on I think on on one of our episodes, either Amadeus or Chariots of Fire, Brennan B brought it, it was up. Amadeus, and, and Artie goes, "No, I haven't seen a new girl. I'm a grown man." <laughs> he bullied him on the airwaves, and here you are getting your. Well, you know, I'm a grown man. I'm a new girl. Yeah, all right, there we go. I've, I've seen I've seen a couple of episodes here and there, and I like it. I like Jake Johnson a lot. Well, Jake Johnson, I like him a his, lot. Just yeah. he should be in so much more shit. He really should be. He's excellent. Everything he's been in, I just I enjoy thoroughly. Spider Verse. Yeah, he's a fantastic Spider Man. Yeah. He the fat one? No, he's he's the old Spider Man. Well, yeah, he's the out of, he's the out yeah of the out of shape one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Artie, this sounds like a good time to let Artie do this because Artie, you're probably the biggest John Favreau fan I know. Love I'd John say Favreau. you love bringing him up. Do a little uh, do a little little chat on John Favreau. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, John Favreau really made a name for himself and has just stuck with what he likes and what he thinks works. And he did that with Elf, and had disagreements with Will Ferrell, and it worked. And it was actually ready to be franchised. Then he did Iron Man's right after this, right? He started the Marvel Universe. Like, this guy is, he knows what he's doing. He, he rebooted Star Wars for the old fans and the new fans. Yeah. With the Mandalorian. Mandalorian special. Grant is currently wearing a Baby Yoda Christmas shirt. I am. Mandalorian special. It it, It really is. He really is just awesome at... He knows what people want to watch. And he gives it to them. And he knows how to intertwine heart. He even has an early movie called Zathura. It's a board game movie. Yep. With... Dax Shepard. Yep. That so, was the movie the I was... quarterback from the Cowboys? That's the movie. Freddie B's Dax Prescott. Dax Dick Shepard. That was, that was the movie I was trying to bring up when we were all chatting about it. So, it's the space Jumanji. So yeah. Zathura is... Kristen Stewart in the mix there. So oh, wow. John Favreau says, this movie's amazing. Everyone should see it. Critics loved it. Critically acclaimed. It did it, not do well. It's strong. It's, right. it's strong. It That's did it. not do well with, with the population. But aside from that, man, and, and that and, and Cowboys and Aliens, which the studio got too involved with. Yeah, that's... When you <laughs> let... I mean, Swingers! When you... That's yeah, him. I, that's, I, that's him. That's him I, that's writing him. the script, filming it, doing Casting cocaine, it. He and hanging it. out with his friends, and... Have you seen Made? That's the beginner of... That's the beginning of Swingers, isn't it? That's the first one, isn't it? No, Made after Swingers. It's fucking great. Made's I haven't seen those two, and I still love John No one talks about Made nearly enough. That started Vince Vaughn's career. Swingers. Swingers started Vince But Made is Vince Vaughn, and it's Puff Daddy, Phase on Love, Big Pussies in it. Oh, wow. One of the Irish cronies from The Departed... Oh, cool. Um, Mr. French? The one, the, no, the one that writes Citizens. The one who, who buries the body too short. Yeah, yeah. Too yeah. shallow. I water. buried him the fucking first. Like, I, don't, I don't know how to spell uh, it. That's like, not fucking but watch, right. But watch Made. Uh, I'll made. watch fucking, that. Fucking uh, Columbo's in it. It's fucking great. Yep. So I hope none of you have me for that recommend. Two, two of my... I do uh, not have you for that recommend. Two of my favorite Favreau moments. Okay, one I'll shout out. And we, I think we discussed this movie a little bit. And Grant did a run-in on the uh, Annie Hall episode. Mm. But... Him, him in I Love You Man is just genius. Oh, yeah. Genius yes, absolutely. comedy bit part yes. of him is just like the the fed up <laughs> husband who just has forced to deal with like the... The forced friends. If I do this, we get to have sex with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that 
That was his big barter. Jamie Presley, brilliant in the stuff yeah. too. Yeah. Have you seen Couples Retreat? Yes, I love Couples Retreat. That Vince Vaughn and Addison and Favreau, Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman, Kristen Bell. Faison loves girlfriend steals that movie. To my really Everything good. she says is so funny. She calls him Big Daddy the whole movie. <laughs> um, but then the other one is um, that Favreau's in. That's amazing. The replacements. Is, there's a movie. I love that movie. Me too. There's a movie called PCU. Oh yeah, before. sure. Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. know this movie, of course. Uh, yeah, it's Jer- uh, Jerry Pivens. Yeah. This movie. Don't wear the. Don't be that guy. Don't wear the shirt I'm of the sorry. band you're going this to see. This movie is 20 years before its time. Yep. If it came out in 2000, we're not going to protest. It would be amazing. He's smoking a Jerry Piven is smoking a cigarette in the library. Librarian comes up and goes, "Can't smoke in here." He goes, "Oh yeah, okay." And he just keeps smoking, <laughs> like totally disregards her comment. Uh, yeah. Then we're um, not going to protest. Protest is one of my favorites. So I had, so I had the, the I love you, man. Is is one of, is one of the my two favorite. The other one is him playing himself in The Sopranos. Is just fantastic. Yeah. Him him talking to Christopher about the script. And, oh, I don't remember that. Oh yeah, season three, I think either season two or season three. Uh, using using Christopher's like mob knowledge to make a mob movie, that's and then, cool. like telling him he's going to be in the industry, and then kind of like cold turkeying him. Yeah, yeah good see. So that that's fun stuff too. We have that. Hey, listen, this is I when I'll be completely honest. I had no idea he directed this until like oh, really? I was starting doing prep work. I'm like, I was like, oh, I wonder what Jabroni directed this one. I'm like, oh my god, it's John Favreau. Like, yeah, then this yeah, this movie said, set a ton of Hollywood dominoes off. They he, really did. He's also very funny as the doctor in this. Yeah, he's yeah. Really he does a nice little yeah. spot there. But like, you think about the Hollywood dominoes this movie sets off. You have John Favreau goes on to I think he's like a top ten in grossing directors of all time at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely, well, he yeah. also does all the live action Disney stuff. He did the Jungle Book. He did the Lion King live action stuff. Like he's just yeah. doing innovating. Yeah. Will Ferrell. And, I mean, it's right well, in the core of making him a star. Zoe Deschanel goes yep. on to do the new girl stuff yeah. like really i mean it's it's pretty wild i mean the stuff, cast yeah. is fantastic mostly starting the marvel universe is a fucking i mean feat. taking that i mean saving robert downey jr's career yeah. literally yeah whether or not you like the marvel universe like he started it yeah yeah no i, I if the iron man not, was, have to if it. iron man was like man of steel and everyone was like yeah well, there, would be, there would be no marvel universe yeah acknowledge him he knows how he knows how to connect <laughs> to audiences he's really fantastic a couple of a couple of things i want to get off off the chest here i mean you can go back and listen to our godfather episode we went deep into revolving doors that was the godfather one right yes that was the four where, where willie was four of us willie two of us were pretty terrified where you guys are scared of doors yeah. willie gg yeah. killed uh did you did you not watch buddy the elf go in them and understand where our fears might come from like no he i just still says don't understand don't stick your arms out he's like, fine well he would have lost the arm but he's also a grown man who's never been around it you guys are been directed on how to use a door do you guys not like escalators either because right. well that's gonna be the next thing i bring up i personally love escalators and get okay and i get i get a little part of me gets real, like, sick inside when I see one that isn't properly working. Okay. That I have to use it as stairs. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg has a great yeah. job. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, an escalator is never out of order. It's just stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Beautiful. the question that I have for you guys is, do you remember your first time on an escalator? No. Nope. No. Not a not a memory that any of the three you? Of you have. Absolutely, your first time in an escalator. Was it a bad remember? experience? No, it was great. But I just remember being taught how to. I think I was with my aunt, and she's like, it's like, no, you just jump you, over." I was a little kid, and they're like, you know, I think you, you know, probably usually pick a little kid up and and take him on it. But they're like, all right, you know, this is how you do this, and you see it moving. It goes, 
You I, just wait till wait till the white line passes and just step over the white line and then take the next step. I, I know like when I was a kid going to the mall and stuff, I would it would be like if I was there with my mom, like it would be a big thing, like jump over the edge, you know, and jump like but Yeah, so there were some I, lessons. I, 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 so that's, those are aggressive lessons. Those no, are more but, like, you know, but like well, it, less, it was a fun it was a fun thing. But it wasn't like I don't know my first time. Hmm. I remember my first time pushing a stroller up an escalator. That's a nightmare. Oh. That that hasn't yeah. that experience hasn't happened for me yet. So yeah. it just not... tense the whole time. Yeah, yeah. that's no. because like, you're the, like this. The, the, pro- the problem is the stroller keeps going up. Right, and, but the kids <laughs> like <laughs> falling backwards like a roller coaster. Yeah. it's like nitro. It's just <laughs> yeah. Now, now my next question is: Have have any or all four of us gone down the escalator the wrong way? Hundred percent. Nope. Never done it. I've gone uh, up the wrong way and down the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, you walk down. Sure. Like, yeah. like down is a little riskier. You're going. You're yep. like, you're, you're trying to catch like the pen. Yeah. The, the, the train to, exactly. to uh, Ronkonkoma's Up is released. the JV move. The, yeah. Up, yeah. up the wrong way is the JV move. Down is the, is the riskier. Yeah. Yeah, I've and done that a few times. Yeah. You're trying to catch that Should train. Happen. Never, never. Uh, I respect that escalator. Same way I respect revolving doors. Because I was taught the same thing. I was taught even worse. If you don't jump over the white line at the end of the escalator, it sucks you under. I'm like, I'm Maybe looking just, at it, and I'm like, that's not really going to happen. Well, my wife Maybe was my all... Oh, yeah, that, that was the thing. Your shoelace gets yeah. stuck, and it's going to pull you under. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was Maybe just told, get on the fucking escalator. I, there was not a show um, about it. I, I, one of the things that I don't know if this made it, ever made it to Airways, but when we were talking revolving doors, Joey, you were just disgusted Appalled. at our, our fear. Yes. But then you went home to your wife, and you were, and tell the story. Go so I go home, and... Probably the next day because I got home late and I'm sure she was sleeping like a human. And I'm like, these fucking guys, they can't handle. And she's like, oh no, I'm horrified of, esc- of revolving doors of <laughs> She's like, she's like, I remember. She's like, whenever I'd go field tripping it, I'd have to take my backpack off and hold it because I'd be so scared of the backpack getting caught. And me, I'm like, what is wrong with you North Shore people? They're just a fucking. Do- you step and you walk. <laughs> We're going North Shore, South Shore, Long Island here. Apparently. But yeah, she was so much on your side. So then when she listened to that episode, she's like, no, they're 100% right. What's wrong with you and Grant? I'm like, no. I love this. I I love how that's a North Shore of Long Island thing. (laughs) Just just fear of moving (laughs) doors. Yeah, way more fear on the North Shore. (laughs) That South Shore blue collar. South Shore Escalator, you'll be fine. Revolving Door, you'll be fine. North Shore, you're going to lose your arm. You'll get blink. Sick. You'll get no. your shoelace caught. You blink into the other. Chris All your will be Kristen, Kristen's story about the backpack potentially getting caught <laughs> and her like not being and stopping the door and just. We've talked elevators and escalators. We could talk <sighs> elevators. Maybe there'll be more nitpicks. I'll save it for them. But I want to talk radiators. That cuts so deep. When he calls his dad for the demonic noises. That, have you guys <laughs> ever been in, yes. in a house that has one of those old school yes. radiators? My. Like, my Dude, my, my, my house, grandmother. My house. Grand just pointed to one that looks just like the one in the movie. My yeah. house was built in 1934. I have it's steam heat, and it is it's what it wants to be. It's very loud. And it. Do I remember being a little kid <laughs> and being like, "That is yeah. unholy." Yeah. Like that is that that right. is yeah, like, it, that is the demon. We, we have we have like our pipes clank and all that. Yeah, yeah it yeah, sounds yeah. like yeah. there's like a little person in there <clears> trying to get out. Like, yeah, a little demon. The yeah. movie has one similar. You have Grant. It doesn't help the person listening, but it's like yeah. like in the wall. But I'll like those picture, ones that are you see like those ones that are like physically outside of yes. the wall that are like kind of like rings that just get and, like, painted you, forever. Yeah, you yeah. can't touch them because yep. they get really hot. Like oh, those yeah. ones really. And those you have to like you have to like turn off the, like filter them out every year so they yeah. don't get too oh, much. Yeah. Yes. 
Those are like old school. Those are intense looking, and they just look like they're gonna hurt you. Oh, We're gonna talk about this this wacky third act here. I'm not. I'm, I gotta say, I'm not gonna upset you, Grant, but I'm not a big fan of of third acts in Christmas movies to begin with. Here, the, the third act they're, in every Christmas movie. Right. It's a lot of like like let's tie this thing up the by, third, by the third act so we get up our Especially in Elf, the third act in Elf, the comedy and all that stuff takes a backseat to the backseat. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's but, but, right. but that's definitely a trope in uh, most Christmas movies. I think probably. Home Alone probably does it one of the best. Yes. Oh, the third act is like yeah, the most violent. Right. Yeah, they're, well, yeah. Well, yeah. They, yeah. They're like, let's do the opposite of a Christmas right. movie. Let's so turn into a Saw movie. But I agree with you. I think that's one of the issues with Christmas movies yeah. that the ends are very, kind of uns- unsatisfying um, to prove. So, a point. but before we get into that third act, Artie B is going to give us his top three Christmas movies. I have no idea. What this <laughs> <laughs> None are going to be Christmas movies. Jeez. Top three Christmas movies. All right. Hocus Pocus, Gremlins, and Die Hard. Thank you. <laughs> and I have a good case for Hocus Pocus being a Christmas movie. Uh, let's start right. number three. So number three, Just Friends. Wow. Oh, shit. Ryan Reynolds okay. and Anna Faris. This is one, one of the funniest movies. And that's I've ever Amy Smart, seen. right? Yeah, that's uh, Amy Smart. Oh, in it. that's a great call. Yeah, that movie's. Him and his brother's dynamic is so funny. They, Chris like, Klein? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and I will say, uh, Ryan Reynolds' little brother looks like a young John Cusack. <laughs> He looks like Miles Teller yeah. a little yes, bit. Yes, a little yeah. bit of that. It's, I think that movie's so funny. It's a great it's movie. really underrated. Brian Reynolds is at his peak. Um, I will say that's one of Chris G's favorite comedies. Yeah, I bet Chris loves, loves that one. And I made sure it was a Christmas movie. Oh, that's... No, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Um, that. That movie's a little George Costanza-y frustrating to me. Like, it's just... Yeah. Like, I can't just I get out of his own way. <laughs> like, I, I get frustrated so every funny. time I watch that movie. The but, hockey yes. scene's great. Very, very good one. Number so, two. my number two is... Miracle on 34th Street, the 1994 version. Ooh, is that with the Matilda one? Yep, with Matilda and... Um, Attenborough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and, and Dylan, Attenborough. Oh, Dylan shit. Dylan McDermott, Dylan McDermott is, is the, the attorney. Yeah. I love that movie. And talk about good third acts. You give me a courtroom it's interrogating Santa in a third act of a Christmas movie. Hey, Grant, Grant's not, not loving this choice. You are. I love that movie. <laughs> Have you seen what? the OG, though? No. Watch the original. Right. Please watch the original. Son should be a max well, piece of shit. He's not gonna watch it. <laughs> that, he didn't even say he's adding it to the Is list. Dylan McDermott's dad in it? Cause, <laughs> yeah, Bobby McDermott's in it. <laughs> Ronald McDermott. <laughs> um, okay, number one. The nineteen sixty-four Rudolph that this is uh inspired oh, by at the beginning. I love that movie. The Island of Misfit Toys. Why is that? Yeah, no, it's a great choice. That's a great that's choice. One of my the dentist or the uh, yeah, the aspiring <laughs> dentist elf. Yeah. Um, I gotta say now, I can make this official. None of us picked a Christmas story for their top Christmas movies. Yeah, so nope. We can raise the glasses. I never considered it. That's I've, I've never seen it. Yeah, no, yeah. never. You've never seen a Christmas story? No, God, I'm angry. I've seen the tongue licking part, and that I've, turned me off. I've never, movie seen, I've never I, seen it from start to finish. I've, I've seen it oversaturation. I've seen it on yeah, TBS like a million. So I've seen every piece of it. Right, but not straight through. Hundred percent, no. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't dislike it. I think it's like I. I don't watch it anymore because. It's too much saturation. Yeah, but like when I when I do like watch pieces here and there, I'm like, oh, this is really fucking funny. Yeah, but you're Grandma Claus. You like everything. You love this Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. No, no, but it's it's it's, it's funny. A few it years really back, is. I have man, I think it was like this. It was like a Saturday before Christmas, and TNT or whatever played Anchorman at eight o'clock and ten o'clock. 
So like Anchorman was just ending, and I'm like, oh god, I wish I caught it at the beginning. And as it ended, the next one started up. And the, the Turner do that sometimes. Yeah, they do they that a lot. Stack it works. Yeah. And I just said, God damn, we should get rid of a Christmas story and just play 24 hours of Anchorman <laughs> every Christmas. It'll be fantastic. Make well, a new Christmas. Last story. week, last week they did on Saturday they did um, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, just all day. 20, and it yeah. was, I caught parts of it. It yeah. works. I just um, wish they'd mix up the movies and not have it be 24 hours of Christmas story every Christmas. I know some people love that. Like they get That's like a thing for some people. Already great list. Thanks. Yes, good list already. Solid. Yeah. Just Friends is like, that was I a great poll. Like, yeah, Home really Alone missed it, it, huh? He's never seen it. Just, no, I, I love, I do love <laughs> Home go. Alone, but it's, it's, it's not there for me. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Not being a five, probably not five. Yeah, that's, I mean, putting Ray, uh, Rudolph in there, though, is... And I wanted to get Just Friends in there. Yeah, well, no, my that was a great. That was a, my, that was a like. good, nice little. Surprise. No, that was awesome. Listen, we're here to the third act of this thing. Is there any um, anything out of this that stands out? Is there anything we missed up leading up to this that we want to chat about? The Miles Finch stuff's pretty great. Oh yeah, Peter let's Dane talk Lynch. about that right now. I mean, I so when I said there were two scenes that are probably the most famous scenes in the movie, yeah. the shower scene was one, and the Peter Dinklage scene yeah. is is the other. And yeah, this is this is kind of his. Blossoming role too. That's another Hollywood yeah. domino yeah. that kind of gets gets pushed off there. Yeah, you know? because exactly. I think yeah. he was somewhat of an obscure actor at that point. He's gone on to be a mega star. Well, at this he, point. Did, he did huge. this, and then I think he followed this with the Station Agent, which was a pretty like that was an independent movie that was yeah. well known. But he got well a lot of received. Yeah, and then Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones and three billboards. He's in, yeah, and it, he's even like an Oscar contender this year yeah. for the Cyrano. Yep, um, and he is a theater actor. He is yeah. a theater actor. <laughs> he's a very good a, theater a, actor. A wonderful actor. Yeah, I mean, he's let's brilliant. be honest here. He's great, he's and he he's fantastic. He, is on fire in this movie. Yeah. He's just yeah, absolutely he's, he's crushes it. Even before you see him on the, the phone, phone, the phone, the pause. The, end of the phone call is my favorite. Just Peter, seventy yeah. degrees. <laughs> <laughs> that kills me. So good, so good. Um, the it's just it's potatoes, ah, vegetable, too too vulnerable. Every, everyone, everyone's pushing rural. <laughs> and then like, his number one scene is on a farm peach, with peaches. Yeah, yeah, right. So like, what's more vulnerable than a peach, Andy Richter? <laughs> it's a wonderful performance. Him rolling up his sleeves. You know, I get more like, action in a week than you have your entire life. He's like, oh. <laughs> got a house in Paris, London, and Bale. Yeah. Each with a 70-inch plasma TV. <laughs> Call me an elf again. He's like, you're an elf. <laughs> that has it. The plasma TV stuff has an age flow. Right? No, Nobody no. brags about having an no, no, plasma anymore. You can get, you can get the mean, nicest TV in the world at Best Buy for 200 bucks. Yeah. It ages well in a comedy. Because it's yeah. ironic. Like, right. Seventy right. inch. Like, in two thousand three, that meant a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seventy yeah. inch too. That was talk about the energy. You get a seventy inch <laughs> TV at Best Buy right now for like three hundred dollars. That does everything and check your email. The scene is electric. Um, <laughs> Him running across the table. <laughs> oh, look at you! <laughs> <laughs> and then capping it off with the he must be a South Pole elf. I mean, <laughs> Genius! It's genius. That like throwaway um, South Pole line though. Just, oh, it's so good. Oh, I love so it. And then they just find his notebook and it's just full of produce, <laughs> children's. Stuff you know that like... absolutely did not make my my nitpicks because I totally believe he was pissed off at us to, to just like whip his jacket on, leave it, and hey, have oh, his yeah. book go flying. Oh yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. It is. It is funny, like because you would think, based on how you you were introduced to the character, at the first sign of being called an elf, he would storm out. But he actually like handled it pretty well at first. Yeah, he, he brushed which it off. Which quick. I was like, okay, right, which I'm gonna, gonna do this. He's like, yeah. yeah, we're all laughing our heads off here. Yeah, right. And then like, like clearly been and, through it. Yeah, yeah. And then like as it went on and on, he's like, 
All right, you motherfucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell's tone is so disrespectful. <laughs> he's so sincere. It's so condescending. <laughs> so sincere. Dude, Al. Like, oh, you're an angry elf. Does Santa know you're here? <laughs> <laughs> did you borrow Rudolph to get here? Did you borrow a reindeer? Did you borrow a reindeer to get here? Ah, man. He, he thinks he's an elf. Like, that's kind of Like, every line in the scene is hilarious. Like, he like, thinks he's an elf. Like, imagine being, like, a boss of a company and, like, one of your employees insults someone and you're just like, ah. He thinks he's an elf. They're like, Ugh. <laughs> when when he when Wolfram first he's like oh I didn't know you have elves here Andy Rick, Andy Richter's face just like what uh, they're oh, great yeah, the two of them are yeah. so good he's like, Richter and Gas are so they're good. perfect in that yeah, scene too so good. because they didn't try to step in they didn't try they were just reacting like just let these guys do it yeah. it was perfect then we get that great letter that uh, he's writing on the, the etch sketch which is the etch sketch stuff that's such a nice touch yeah that's such a nice touch yep. I'm sorry I crammed twelve <laughs> cookies into the VCR. Yeah, I'm sorry I ruined your lives, and I'm sorry I crammed eleven cookies into the VCR. Fantastic, yeah. absolutely fantastic. And there were a few movie references. We brought up a few of them before. Uh, I talked about the lady in the tramp, the hyena laughing. Christmas story Miracle with the big tree. Miracle on Thirty Fourth yep. Street with the yep. gimbals and the uh, the, the oversized tree. The oversized tree. Uh, we have to talk about It's a Wonderful Life here, the bridge. With the bridge. I mean, the famous bridge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that they could, the, the second I saw that, I'm like, oh my God. Like, because when it's I saw, when I had originally yeah. seen this, and in most of my rewatches, I mean, I watched It's a Wonderful Life for the first time last Christmas. So, oh, wow. Okay. Um, I knew of the bridge scene, so yeah, I knew the sure. imagery of it. But watching this, I'm like, oh my God, this is It's a direct parallel, yeah. homage to, yeah, yeah, yeah. the crossroads of the, of the character. Um, I, uh, to bring up, we have to bring up Lord of the Rings here. Because we're going to get into that third act with the ridiculous Central Park Rangers. Like, what a, a bizarre concept. Favreau wanted them to be the, the, the faceless... Well, like I'm not, oh, I'm the, not a, I've never oh, seen Lord the, of the, the Rings. Kings, like, like the Lost Kings that, uh, that go the, after... The, the, yeah, that when they're hiding under the log and they look up and the, the, yeah. the horsemen are yes. leaning over the thing. That's a direct Lord of the Rings reference right That's there. That's so funny. From the, Running from, through the woods. From Lord of the Rings, yeah. The Nazis. Uh, um, they're, they're still under investigation for the handling of yeah. the Simon the Garfunkel concert. Oh, my God. My, my backup quote. Here I love go. how they said the, high, the horses are highly trained. Uh, yeah, all right, we piece it together. <laughs> the newscaster. Let me just, the newscaster interaction. Let me just do it. Here we go. Let's hear it, Kieran. These forces are highly trained, but rarely see action. Some have accused them of being too gung-ho when called into duty, and their crowd control tactics at the Simon and Garfunkel concert of 1985 were much criticized. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> rarely used. So That's good. Amazing. But yeah, the other, the other uh, Lord of the Rings reference was the uh, you sit on a throne of lies. That was a, oh, a really? direct quote from the Lord of the Rings. So I have a, my line of the, my quote of the movie is this newscaster interviewing the uh, weirdo guy. Oh, oh, oh great. my God. That that was, I'm going there. I was so going to go there next. I was about to bring him up. You're, you're a great news lady. Your eyes tell the story. That's what I love about you. You got a great mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's my quote of the movie. What? Yeah. Like, what is out. that scene? Like, Dude, I'm watching that. I'm like, whoa. I think that just comes out of nowhere. I think that, I think Favreau just like, John, like, we're just talking to John Wall. She's just like, yeah, just go nuts. Right. Just, I think, just I, have I, fun. I think, he, I think the, the staff, the crew making this movie couldn't stop laughing during this shit. Artie, I want to ask you this. I guess I'm kind of asking Grant, too. It's because both of your daughters have watched this movie mm-hmm. somewhat regularly. All right, so I want to ask you about some of the weird jokes that are in this. You know, there's some, like, like quietly adult jokes in this thing. Sure. Uh, Cole, I'm sure Cole's not old enough to start yeah, looking no, up the nuances of Yeah, well, they make my eyebrows go up at the beginning when they talk about Santa being your parents. I'm like, hello, there's kids watching. 
Well, they, they shut it down. There's, there's rumors about it. They do, but they put, they inception the kids. They put the thought in their yeah, head. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, didn't even think about that. But, uh, all right. So, one of them was the news guy. That's subtle enough where they're not picking up. That's just dialogue. You got a great mouth. Yeah. It's weird. Weird. You got a great um, mouth. But, it just yeah, says it don't matter. Yeah, the two other ones, though. The lingerie is a gift? To someone special? Yeah, Maddie didn't pick that up. I, I think that's funny. Paul doesn't know what lingerie is. It's weird. It's very it's, weird. It's very funny though. From an out of fish, from a fish out of water context. Yeah, it's very. And Give then, it to and special, that, that takes off at the end too, where he gives the he gives Mary Steenburgen later on. Yeah. 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 next to her when they're opening Christmas um, gifts. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think he would have been really very startled seeing the picture of his ex wife and then the the thing in there from the. Oh, it's yeah, very odd. Yeah, it's um, the other weird. one was the flashing Mary Steenburgen. In the kitchen, take those tights off immediately, and him like I, that scene yeah. is so quick and it's so alarming. Maddie, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, yeah. isn't... Ma- uh, Maddie did ask why? Like, why was Will Ferrell screaming? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I was like, oh well, uh... he sexually assaulted Mary. <laughs> I, I forgot. I forgot what she said. It's like, oh, because he got scared by Mary Steenburgen. Like that, we, we, she, he got scared. That's why he screamed. What, uh, is that, that scene was very fast, so the kids missed it. Okay, it's but very had, fair. Her had, pulling, him pulling had they down. seen that, you'd be pretty alarmed by that. No, as a father, no. I mean, but you, you could say well, like, oh, she's talking. She's talking. Watching these movies, I am. I'm not a father. You are Wait. saying in watching these types of movies and these scenes, are these scenes that you're like looking to like pause the remote on or what? No, like, this movie. Not at no point that I think the yeah, it's paced. It's paced quick enough where it doesn't. You can also you can always say like, oh, he has his underwear on too. Yeah. Like it's you can lie to your kids very easily. Yeah, it's amazing how how well Santa Claus. Yeah, like we're just talking about like Santa Claus season. Like I can't tell you how many times I've got my daughter to eat her dinner because of Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you better come up with something else soon. Yeah, they're getting older. Doesn't work on Olive anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, it actually never really worked on Olive. Yeah, yeah. Wait, tomorrow we're bringing up Buddy, uh, the Elf on the Shelf. So, oh, uh, dude, elf our shelf. Elf in the Shelf after two years went missing. We have no idea where it is. It's we have no idea. Asia and I lost it. <laughs> so this whole like Central Park chase and all that. This yeah. is kind of like it. This is like the most altered part of the movie like they had a lot of ideas for how to end this thing and other figure i think there was one point he was going to be like king kong on, the, on empire state building with like helicopters coming around and there's like <laughs> massive like nationwide cnn reporters there yeah. and like these like like a big big scale thing it probably would have took the budget well north of 33 million does this work for you this final act here is it it's fine it's not it's not my favorite part of the movie but it's fine it works it works it does what you said it wraps it up mm-hmm yeah, I mean, it doesn't hold up to the beginning, but I think it's, I'm fine with it. Like, it pays off, but he gets to kind of feel like he fits in, in the Santa elf world and in the human world. So, like, he, you know, kind of finds his place. So, like, it's fine. Yeah. You know. The, the absurd joke about the, the the horsemen, the park rangers, is kind of, that kind of, like, laughs at itself enough. Right. It's sure. not, it's not, like, it doesn't it's take not itself seriously. Itself too seriously, right. And I think what they, it was originally supposed to be the police, and they wanted yeah, that out they of there. Want, that was too human. They right. wanted to make it like Indian. Yeah, I think it was the right thing. Let's bring the horses uh, from the Lord the, of the Rings in to chase Right, yeah, yeah, like, cool. better, right? They make, it make, was perfect yeah, in I mean, that it, sense. Because, like, cops, would that wouldn't have worked. It's a Christmas movie. Let's make this as right. fictional as, 
as fictional as possible. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want the NYPD chasing Santa. I thought the singing, <laughs> yeah. the singing was kind of charming too. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Really, I thought oh, it was, was great. Yeah, and, and it was, it was, I love James like, when James Con kicks in and then the thing goes to ten on the spirit meter right. yeah. and he barely gets off over their heads. So it's it's uh, it was a nice payoff to what Will Ferrell talked about in the beginning yeah. and yeah. and Zoe Deschanel getting over her fear of singing. Yes, exactly. But, you know, Walter getting involved in things. Um, I thought Zoe Deschanel did a really good job in that scene. I agree, and oddly enough, I kind of like her arc of being this lonely New Yorker who just can't connect. And right. She's doesn't have- her job doesn't pay enough for her to keep her water on, and she just ends up in the North Pole chilling with the elves. Yeah, you know, yeah. kind of it's it's absurd, completely absurd. Oh, but, but it's an arc. Like it. It's a story yeah, arc that's satisfying. It. Yeah, it's it's a satisfying story. But yes. everything gets wrapped up very nicely. Yes, and I don't want this movie to be an extra forty five minutes to make some. Other yeah, no, it's, it's fine. I, I will say James Conn's face when he sees Santa Slay is fucking priceless. It's uh, awesome. Because yeah. he's like, holy fucking shit. This is, <laughs> what am I seeing right now? This is real? This guy, this schizo guy in my house has been right, right. this whole time? I mean, this is Sonny from The Godfather. Yeah. I mean, it's just, That's what I'm saying. They just basically put Sonny into yeah. the yeah. He's yeah. like, don't talk to my son that way. That's... <laughs> I, I was like, all right, Sonny. Don't tell my kid what to do. Yeah, up yours. I'm gonna I'm gonna come I'm gonna come at you and swing and miss with a big right hand. Right in front of a truck of Rheingold's. Okay, so we're gonna be moving into our nitpick section here before we do our BPC awards for Elf. Before we do that, I'm gonna throw my top three Christmas movies here. Woo! Let's hear it. Let's go. And we uh, we kind of set some, some parameters and whatnot as to listen, we want Christmas themed movies here. And uh, they have to be in the spirit of Christmas. I'm going to be breaking the rules a little bit and getting myself in some trouble here. I want to, oh I want to kind of oh, warn you guys a little bit. I figured it would be great. Grant is not smiling. I, don't, I, I figured, <laughs> you know, I'll, I can, hey, listen, it's the end of the year. I can be on Grant's naughty list for a little bit here. And so <laughs> you you're mean? not going to be happy with, 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 with my number one. What do you think? U.S. So, government? You make your own rules and break them? Oh, well, come on. We need to go there. But... <laughs> <laughs> So the way I did this was is that I picked a uh, a Christmas movie from from my childhood that kind of defined what I like to watch around Christmas as, oh, that's as cool. a kid. All right, I picked a Christmas movie from adulthood, and then the third one I picked a Christmas movie or a Christmas rewatch that kind of defines my whole like ties my childhood to my adulthood. Span kind of defines okay. it's a, a true. Oh. How I embody Christmas. I love so, the way you did it. That's yeah. how I. That's how I approach this thing. Okay. No. So number three is starting with the ghosts of Christmas past, if you will. No. And uh, it is indeed great. You referenced it before. It's the Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay. Um, I love it. I absolutely I, I love, I love it Michael yeah. Caine's. That was uh, in contention for me. It's just. It's fantastic. I just love whoever's the brains behind the Muppets at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, I know Jenkins yeah. is not alive at that point, but the the. What a fun job that must be into casting the Muppets into these roles. I mean, I was listening to our rankings <laughs> yeah. episodes and us doing it. We're like, oh, who's Rizzo the Rat going to play? Who's Bean the Rabbit going to play? Like, and just picking each one and putting them in the spot. It's fantastic stuff. I love that movie. Michael Caine crushes Yes, crushes Michael Caine is. It's, it's just a wonderful thing. It's one that I saw in the theaters as a sure, kid. me too. And just was revisited oh, that's awesome. I had the, had the wow. cassette, like the Disney cassette. Yeah. Those, I watched that every year those, as a kid. Um, plastic cassette things yep. that kind of opened like a book. And, that yeah, were too yeah, big. Great stuff. And we stood out so, on the shelves. Um, yeah, so so loved loved that. So that was my that was my number three. That's my child's pick. My adulthood pick, and Joey, you referenced this one. It's got to be Bad Santa, man. It's got to be Bad Santa. It's I I, awesome. I love Bad Santa. I love Billy Bob Thornton. I think he's one of the most underrated rac- uh, 
underrated actors around yeah, out there. Yeah, that's awesome. Great rapper, too. Um, <laughs> I thought you would put that on there, so that's why I was comfortable not putting it yeah, on mine, because yeah. I knew it would get loved. I, I, I knew you would get there. recommend in the yep. Home Alone episode. Yeah. I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'm very happy you did that, because Great. it deserves it. Yeah, John, fantastic. John Ritter, beautiful in that movie. Right. Bernie Mac. Oh, the kid my God. Bernie so Mac. Yeah. yeah. I want to say, too, is that I left... I left Home Alone out of the mix. We covered it. I kind of did, Joey, what you did with the, the Shawshank 10. for your top right. tens. Like we covered it. We'll check it off. We won't, we won't go there. So that might have kind of competed for my childhood Christmas deal there. With, but but left Muppets it out getting the, get the Muppets, Let's talk yeah. about something else there. So. If anyone listening to this hasn't seen Bad Santa, please oh check it out. It's, it's an absolute it. gem. It's a, just in that weird niche of adult Christmas movies. There's not a whole lot. I mean, I guess Scrooge kind of qualifies as that. I mean, is there anything yeah. else you can think of that would, would mix into that? I mean... Bad Santa 2. <laughs> which exists, right? I, there is a Bad Santa That is a real thing. Yeah. I saw part of it the I other night. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's okay. Bad Santa 1 is a yeah. hidden it's, gem. Yeah, it's a Christmas awesome. I've never seen the two. It's Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's number three. Wait, number one. Uh, or number one, yeah. Here's number one. So when we're doing this... One of the things you guys, one of the parameters you put out is like, what is the Christmas movie that you watch every year? Like, what is it? What is your, where do you go? Where do you revisit every That's year? My rules. What do you watch? Yep. I'm not the biggest Christmas movie guy. Like, I'm really not. I'm sorry to admit that. Like, I don't like, every Christmas I'm like, it's Christmas movie time. Halloween, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a horror movie time guy. Like, that's just, that's just where I go with it. And it, Christmas doesn't always get me into that mood. However, every Christmas, there is one thing that I do religiously every year. And then I revisit every year, and that's South Park. Woodland Critter Christmas. South Park as a whole, <laughs> South Park as a whole is like, that's Christmas to me. Okay. I mean, South, South Park debuted, I'm in middle school in seventh grade, yep. and one of the first full episodes I saw was Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh, season one, when it debuted. I remember being like sneaking downstairs to watch it, getting caught. You know, be like, what are you watching? They're holding baby Jesus by the head. What are you watching, Dad? Yeah. Like, you know, like it, and, and it just is, it's, it, was, it was a genius concept back then. Sure. They found a way to make it work through the years. So what I did is I picked my three favorite South Park Christmas Oh, this makes me so happy. And okay. I made them into a movie. Okay, okay. so I, I fully I, support I this. three episodes together. <laughs> Number one is, is season one's Mr. Hanky Christmas Pooh. Just, I think it sets the tone for what that bizarre character is. He loves sure. me and, and I and love you. And it lets South Park watch sets the rules. Episode. Yep. I watch it every Christmas. It is, it's, it's brilliant. You get the, the, the lonely Jew on Christmas. I watched it on Thursday. Song and just, yeah. just so good. Yep. It's Drink, great. I'll drink, I'll drink. Oh, let <laughs> me do it. Second verse, same as the verse. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Garrison and the pressures of putting the Christmas play together. Just so, it's, Eps- it's, Eps- it's, yeah, it's a total gem. Yeah. So that's one. Two. Is and this is another one again. I will watch this every single Christmas. Some Christmases I'll, I'll hop in on some South Park episodes, uh, Christmas episodes, some not. But this one I make sure I do, and it's Mr. Hanky's Christmas Classics. That's the musical episode yep. where they do all the songs. Yeah, and it is a it is a Christmas Eve watch. I do it every single year. You get the dreidel, dreidel, dreidel song. You get um, the Mr. Hanky the Christmas mm-hmm. Pooh song. You get it's Christmas time in hell. Yep. With uh, with Satan, Satan, Satan singing that, so Fidel Castro's in that. You song, get Mr. Really? Ga- yeah, you get Mr. Garrison <laughs> singing "Merry Fucking Christmas." That's you get awesome. uh, Mr. Mackey doing the "Ding Dong Kai, Ding Dong Kai." Oh, <laughs> <God. laughs> unbelievable! He's yeah. like bouncing around the screen. Yep. Yeah, just a, it's it's <clears throat> absolutely wonderful. And and already referenced the dreidel thing where they're singing in round, where each character comes in and the whole thing builds up to this whole deal. It's it's total like it's it's a Christmas Carol episode. It's all songs. 
totally wonderful and so it's that's a, what's the ones you watch and i cap it off with a critter christmas which is that's arguably great. the most genius yep. south park episode there's that's ever great. been it's, south park re- um cartman reading his uh, his christmas story narrating his christmas yep. story yeah it i remember i remember where i was sitting in college, watching that live with with my my roommates, the three of us didn't even laugh. We were so stunned as to what we were watching. Yep. We were sitting there with our mouths agape until like fifteen minutes in, until we figured out what was going on, and we just just fucking lost it. It's amazing. I had the it same sucked. exact experience. I remember exactly where I was sitting. I was in my friend's apartment with these two two girl roommates. They were friend my close friends, sitting there watching this, and I'm like, oh, we gotta watch this. We gotta watch it. It's gonna be so funny. And we put it on, and the first 10 minutes, I'm, they're like, I thought you said this was going to be so funny. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. No, no it's just brilliant. It's, it, yeah, yeah it but, is, then, it's, but then they cut the Cartman reading, and you're like, it's, oh my god. Oh, it is psychotic, creative genius. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's just like, it really we're, we're, is. Oh, it's your mind brilliant. works a different way if you yep. come up with something like that. Hail and it's just, it's just wonderful. You have, you have to stay hail in. You can't turn that up yeah, to the middle. Yeah, we'll hail, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can't turn that episode off in the middle, and it gives you plenty of chances to. Yep. You got to stay to the end to get the whole idea of what's going on. So, and then, have and yourself. Then, like, it, just, it just ends on, like, the like the best twist ever. Just, and then Cal dies of AIDS. And how can I, I... I forgot in the in the Christmas carols, like the, Mr. Hankey's classics ends with Mr. Hankey singing my favorite Christmas song, yeah. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. All the characters yep. come in the end. I still, it's ridiculous, but I still have a little tear in my eye. Is that your favorite Christmas it. song? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let's go yeah. around the table. What's everyone's favorite Christmas song? I have no idea. Mine's Little Drummer Boy. That wow. is not mine. Old choice there. It's a, it's a, are we doing, hold on. Are we, are we including everything that's secular and non-secular? Well, I think, I think since we're, we're uh, I think since we're hitting o, you on o the Holy spot. Holy Night might be mine. Oh, that's a great Which choice. Oh, Holy Night. Also included mine. in the Hankies Christmas classics. There you get Cartman yeah. singing Holy Night. But yeah, that's, that's probably <laughs> the best song. Honestly, it's so good. The Weezer Christmas album is the, the <laughs> one. <laughs> they like, they do a Holy Night. Yeah, like that's the one consistent oh, Christmas album I listen to yeah. every single year. Oh, I gotta listen to like, I don't particularly go out of my way for Christmas no. songs. I don't really I, like Christmas songs, but the Weezer Christmas album every year. I, so I'm here. with you. That's why I like Little Drummer Boy. I, yeah, I don't like very Christ- dark. I don't like Mariah Carey, the Christmas song. I fucking hate it. Oh, I love that song. I fucking hate uh, it. Kieran, have you heard the John Denver Muppets Christmas album? I saw it special back when I was a little no, kid. No, like it's an album. album. Of John Denver. I love it's, myself. It's my yeah, it's favorite. very good. It's my favorite Christmas album ever. I love myself. It's, yeah. John Denver. The it's, Weezer Christmas album. I've hi, it's like thirty six minutes. It's eight well, songs. Right, I'm gonna check that out. Awesome. Yeah, all right, and hey, listen. To recap it, there Muppets Christmas Carol, hey. Bad Santa, and have yourself a merry little Christmas, and assemble your own little Christmas movie that I did for you there with Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh, Mr. Hanky's Christmas Classics, and. Critter Christmas. I love it. Make yourself a South Park movie there. I fully support any South Park love. I love it. I love it. All right, so now we're going into nitpicks. Elf nitpicks. Now, I will personally say that, like, I lean, I took my pedal off the gas a little bit for this one. Like, I, I there's enough absurdity in this movie. I figured maybe other people fill the gaps. Yeah. I've been yeah. going hard with nitpicks here. I, I leaned off a little bit. I do have a few, though. Uh, Artie, yes. I'll start with a random one. Oh, Artie wants to start here. Okay. A random one. Okay. Okay. So when they're singing in the mailroom, <laughs> they're drinking and having a good time. The guy goes, 
I'm 26 years yeah, old. I'm I got nothing to show for it. Okay. 26 years right. old. Great one to start yep. with. Great right. one. To start a, a random one. Because yeah. this guy's 46 at the time of shooting. There's a story behind that. Okay, there tell is, me. Or not in the sense. <laughs> this is essentially a joke that doesn't land. Because the production company, much like us, did their own little nitpick section and called John Favreau to the office and like, we have a note. He's like, okay, what's, you know, what's your note? He goes, this guy here, he doesn't look 26 at all. You know, he looks much older. He goes, yeah, he's like 46. We cast him to be a trucker and we cut the trucker scene. They're like, well, why does he say he's 26? He's like, it's a joke. They're like, oh. <laughs> so this joke doesn't land. At all. It doesn't at, at all. all. Yeah. And I wrote it down as a nitpick. My nitpick. My nitpick. When, I, was, it, when like, I read that, I was, I was basically being told it was a joke. I was like, I get it now. It didn't land. It still didn't work. Failure. It's a weird, it's a Failure. weird, yeah. it's a weird joke. Yeah. There's a few weird jokes yeah. in this one. But I mean, I think when you're going for the absurd comedy, you're going to have a couple of those. Sure. I, I love most of the man room stuff. That I, be I, I don't know how. Time has not been kind to this man if he's 26. Right. They're basically saying the mail room made you. Yeah. Older, right. I don't oh, get. I gotta, get, I gotta get yeah. out of the flow. I don't be going with the flow. I, I, don't, get I, gotta, I gotta, gotta, gotta get out of the flow. <laughs> All I thought when I was watching the scene the second time was, how does Will Ferrell not burst out laughing when he says, "I'm 26 yeah, and I, I, I got know. nothing, dude." I would have lost it. Joey, you came in. Uh, you came in real proud of Super Olympics. Give me. Why don't you give me your biggest one? The fucking boss trying to bully James Con. James Con is Sonny. That wow, fat guy's wow. gonna come on. That's wow, that's a little nonsense. corporate uh, posturing here. James Con would take over the company. Just stare that guy down. That's bullshit. Interesting. Uh, the, yeah. the first scene when he comes in and James Con was trying to like talk his way out of it is like the meat guy. I was like, no, this this isn't how this would go. All right. Yeah. So I have one that I, I don't want. I don't mean to counteract that one, you know, because I love James Con in full respect of, of James Con. But I got to ask a question here. What does Walter do all day in his office? Well, another <laughs> he's working these extra hours. He's never he's. His, in fact, his assistants aren't doing it anymore. <laughs> they don't have, like, they're writing children books, and he's never doing any work. Well, another one of my nitpicks is he doesn't even have a computer on his desk. Yeah, what is, what right. is he doing? Grant, I mean, can you help me out here? To help fill me uh, in. I don't, I don't know. Grant um, can't help you out here. He does nothing. There's nothing to help with. Yeah, I mean, I guess Is he, that a joke within a joke? I don't I think he's just the overseer of this, of this branch of, the, uh, of this publishing firm. I don't know. His job isn't <laughs> to write or do anything. It's just to approve finished. No, it's, it's all it's it's all it's all manu- It's probably all probably a lot of his manufacturing base. He's all overseer. But, you, but what I'm saying is, if you do like in like a liar, a liar, where Jim Carrey's character, Jim Carrey was supposed to play off there at one point too. Oh yeah, wow, was was one of them. Too old would have been too old when it worked. Definitely um, would have been too over the top. But yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey, liar, liar. Like you believe that he's working all. The, he's he's pulled in so many directions. Right. Yeah. He can't get home to his kid. Like, he's literally, like, you, you know, you, you believe it. James Conn is doing nothing this entire movie. He's literally sitting at his death with his hands on his, on his, on his arm. Uh, just reading a paper, drinking yeah, coffee. Doing nothing. I like how they, they release a children's book without the last few pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one They're, cares what happens to the pigeon and the cricket. Yeah. And the guy, the guy comes in, he's like, even if we had the last two pages, no one cares. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm a little questioned for that. Grant, what do you, what do you have for us? So nobody in the North Pole could have made Will Ferrell like a bed that fits him <laughs> or like a toilet or a shower he's been there for 30 years and they're all really like master they can make they can make a they thousand etch sketches in, a, in an hour nobody can make him like a fucking 
a twin a twin bed. Yeah, they're well, daily. Step, and he can't make himself a bed. He made a rocking horse out of right. like well, that's, that's, a good, that's, a great, that's a great point. Out of a, out of a coffee table. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why is it? Why can't he just make a, a bed? That maybe he he's to in, fit in, to be in self denial. Yeah, but maybe but the, one of the else should help him out. Yes. You, make, you make a thousand that's the sketches is your daily quota. Like, like, Ming Ming should have stepped it up. Yeah. In like March, like you know, the off season, just right. make something. The yeah. shower, maybe you know, plumbing in the North Pole that might get complicated. So maybe they couldn't quite get the the plumbing working. But like but they could have made a net. bigger toilet, a bigger yeah, toilet. They could the made. plumbing, you know. I don't know. Yeah, but the North Pole same, plumbing. Same plumbing, you just need a. Yeah, I could see like the elves. The amount like, of eh, sugar those just, elves eat, they're taking giant shits, just like Will Ferrell. <laughs> well, that's going to lead into my next nitpick. Yeah. How is that leading into your next? Oh, I, know where, I know where he's going. I really? Will, yeah. Will Ferrell, how does he not have adult onset diabetes? Oh, he'd be gigantic. I yeah. mean, you can, he, would be, he would be gone. His kidney would explode. He's eating all the sugar all day. I somehow have an answer for this. Okay. It oh. also ties into one of my nitpicks. Okay. Has he evolved to not be cold ever? I think you get used to it. You get used I, to I it. Think I think... You don't get used to the North Pole cold. You okay. die of frostbite. So, so I but he's evolved. To take large amounts of sugar, and he has evolved to survive in cold weather. Okay, so here's where here's where I'm willing to suspense and disbelief. There is definitely some North Pole elf, elf adjacent evolution right. going on here, where yes. he can move his hands really quick, and I'll even let him throw his Nolan Ryan fastball. Oh, yeah, that's one Okay, so you could hop onto that too with it, but I'll allow a little evolution in that area. I don't see the kidneys and the livers and your organs being able to intake that much sugar and survive. Like, you'd be dead at a young age. Maybe Santa like, gives them a supplement that helps teeth. flush. What about the dental? Let's talk dental here. Like, you can't you can't eat syrup every meal. And he also only sleeps forty solid 40 a solid minutes a night. 40 yeah. minutes. So, like, he's using his energy throughout the day. That's not a bad point. <laughs> I mean, I just, you need a lot of sugar to walk just, across we, Candy Cane Village or Candy Cane right. Field or what. I and to come drop islands just, yeah, know, to the Lincoln point, Tunnel. We just know how crippling sugar, white sugar specifically, is to the human body. Okay. I just impossible right, so, to so imagine anyone evolving to it. Major nitpick. He should have a ton of cavities and no teeth. Yeah, it's a much yeah. different movie. If he comes down, he's evolved down yeah. strong. Yeah. Kidney, if he comes down, da- if he comes down fat and toothless, this isn't a fun movie. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, I'm an elf. Like, uh, I'm Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? Chris Farley works. Oh. Greg, give me your, give me your. No I'm Ryan. just saying, a giant diabetic. I'm... Yeah, I mean, does does being does getting raised by elves give you like superhuman throwing abilities? <laughs> To have, like your arm like in a windmill, basically, just like launching like a machine gun. Practice I, makes I perfect. Think the, no, but, like, I can't. It, the just, throwing it's, action, I agree. I'm okay with his him. Rotator cuff. I'm, I'm okay with him like launching the ball, launching the snowball all with the way feet. down, getting him in the back. That was a lot. I'm okay the, with the headshot was a yeah, lot. Amazing. Amazing. But like just like the the rotating, all of a sudden he has like just this machine arm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The uh, but I'm good with the making of the snowballs. I'm okay with just because that. of how well, how yeah. many etch sketches he's required right. to make in a yeah. day. He made 85, Nip, and that was like below the 10 percent. 915 down. Etch sketches need, in a day. Need yeah. to do a thousand a day. So like that's how he can build the the skyscraper of Legos and, the, and all yeah. the. Um, he's right. really good with his hands. So his I give motor that. skills are very good. That can, <laughs> the arm throwing. I don't know. I don't. I can't. It's a superhuman. Right. Yeah. Why haven't the Yankees found him, you know? <laughs> That's the sequel. They have found him in the North That's the sequel. He's in the Bronx. Yeah, I mean, imagine him, like, throwing out, throwing out a runner from center field. It's just yeah, like, I love yeah. it. It's uh, like Little Big League. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it literally is. No, Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Well Same done. thing. Yeah, well done. Artie, what do you got next? Uh, I mean, I have a major one. This guy is a walking red flag. He is a giant adult dressed as an elf. In tights. Who loves in Christmas tights. and being around children. And he's obviously got a sense of delusion about the harshness of the reality of the world. I would never let this guy around my kids. Like, this guy is a giant. Well, he should carry red flags around. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean... It's a nitpick zone, Grant. Yeah, well, the nit- I, part of the nitpick zone is that the nitpicks get get but, but into a nitpick, cage. We get they nitpicked. Get, we go back at it. Right. Yeah, you go back. If you're going to pick a nit, you yeah. got to be able to get nitpicked yourself. Once you see Back to the Future and listen to the episode, you'll hear. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Back to the Future. Oh, you have. If I have. I don't think so. <laughs> but anyway, Grant, retort. Is what, he what, not a red flag? He's No, he's, he's a giant red flag. He like a child. Giant red flag. I That's guess, why I started I off, so, is but, he mentally ill? But he's schizophrenic. But, 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 let's, he's, get, let Grant, let Grant he's not schizophrenic. He actually is an elf. Right. He's a person. He's trained as an elf. Yeah, yeah but like, he, grew, he grew up as an elf. So like in his reality, like, this is what he is. He's, he's not somebody that was like born and raised you know, in New York City that thinks he's an elf. He actually, like, he was growing up and seeing things and, right. like, knowing Santa Claus. But the perception of the world is that he's schizophrenic, Once though. he gets to sure. New York, right? he gets to New York, that, 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 Arctic yeah. puffins. That's, yeah, that's the perception. But, like, the right. reality is that he that's is why, a, Right. Once he arrives so, in, so in New York, York he, should be, he should be registered in the, the database. <laughs> <laughs> You should have to. You should have to notify his neighbors. You have an adult elf living next door. Watch your kids. He's in yellow tights too, by the way. And he's the only one in that database. All right, I think that segues well into my next one. We talked about this being one of the greatest scenes of of the movie, or one of the most memorable scenes in the movie. But woman alone in a building, taking a shower in in an area where she thinks she's alone. He sneaks in and yeah. sings like he has zero chance of having a relationship with her at any point at that at that time. Not, a friendship, a relationship of any point. That is like, I just she's not I mean, forgiving that. That's I a red flag. That, that right. is that's beyond a red, a red flag. flag. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a dead <laughs> checkered flag. That's yeah. a crime. You're, you're, she thinks she's well, it's a crime. It's a crime. Really what it is. He you're, broke into the girl's right. locker room. 100%. Yeah, and he's sitting there next to her like and then gradually singing a little louder right. until she's like ah right. Like, yeah. the, 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 there's they have no working relationship after that whatsoever, and he's probably arrested. And then he's put on Artie's list there. That he he's on his honestly, he gets arrested and he gets put on a seventy-two hour yeah. hold. Yeah, that's, and that's what this movie is. The happy he has movies, to register but, with the database. This movie's over at that point, yeah. right? right? I, mean, I, I don't know. My yeah. mom that. So that's why I didn't want to be. You know, the whole the nitpick zone thing. You don't want to like the, totally the, discredit Will Ferrell, the, but the retort to that would be maybe she is somehow a particular personality that that won't react negatively to. That that I guess and wouldn't report him because that sort of crime requires some reporting him that would be the only yeah. the only weak defense of that she, yeah she sees him as super innocent right I, I, and I, which and is I, a red flag I, <laughs> I, I do I do I, I do think he has saved it I do, I do think he handled it well when she approached him about it. But um, I didn't know you were naked. I'm in the <laughs> yes. shower alone. Yeah. We see that he's he knows where the shower is. Right, he does shower. We know that you shower naked. All right, uh, Joey, what do you got? So there's no motion sensors or security cameras at Gimbal's overnight while he's doing all of this? Like, I'm fine no. that there's no security, but there's a, there's a motion sensor. Yes. That's probably right. Because Peyton Mache is setting it off. Right. He's moving. His hands are moving at super speed, yes. putting up. Unless it's too fast for the motion detect. But his body moving would. Right, be, his body moving. It would, it would set it off. Yeah. yeah. But then again, gimbals. 
Basically. Well, they did go out of business. Maybe they, they survived. Out of you know? It's a stupid Philly organization. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're based out of Philadelphia, yeah. right? Come on. So how did Buddy get, like, this full wardrobe of adult clothes? Because <laughs> he's not James Conn's size. Yeah. So, like, he just, he, he just goes the next day and he has, like, he has the coat, he has the suit. Good one. And everything fits him perfectly. So it's not James Conn's stuff. Yeah. I assume Mary Steenburger. 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 Yeah. Do we get the impression that that um, that Walter's character is that wealthy? I don't. He doesn't seem like crazy. It's a really nice, it's a nice apartment. apartment. I mean, he, that's the building from the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dana's apartment. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a it's high end. So it's Central does, Park. Does do we strike when someone's going to go out and get him fitted for a suit the next day? Yeah, well, I think but he's but capable. But of what it. time? Like, does he have? But like, what's? He can't go to Joseph A. Bank before. And even Joseph A. Bank takes a few days. Yeah, I think he yeah. probably has. You know, Men's he's wear. a high executive. Like. He's living on Central Park. Like but he can open before the before the work days. That's a very strong pick there, Grant. I don't. I, don't have, I can't really debunk that one. That's, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's hard to. Do. So, um, okay. So they understand how Christmas works in the North Pole. They don't understand that Santa has helpers in the mall and whatnot. Like I feel like that would be a point of discussion. That like oh, people are helping oh, that, Santa. That, that, that body doesn't know that. That has, body's so surprised when already. Santas aren't yeah, real Santas. Like that, he would think that. Because he's been in, so for 30 years he's been in the North Pole, he all of a sudden thinks Santa's leaving just to go to Gimbal's for a couple hours. I mean, I guess the response to that is just that, you know, if you want to defend it, you say, well, you know, Santa tried to tell him as much as he could quickly and maybe didn't think of it with him leaving. But, you know, you want to, you listen to a lot of comedy beats there. If you like, no, I know, <laughs> but. You'd rather get the raised pizza thing right. in and the yeah, gum yeah. thing in also, and like that. So, like, if you are in the North Pole and you're an elf. You're never leaving the North Pole. So you never get... You never really need to know. So you never know about that. Yeah, the elves wouldn't. Santa sees all, though. Santa should... should. He should have given him a heads up. Like, Papa knows. Papa Elf knows. I would imagine that's how Santa knows. Well, he's the consigliere to Santa. So. Right. So he would tell stories. <laughs> he's a Tom Hayden. Just... <laughs> exactly. 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 So Christmas Eve, uh, Central Park. What time is all this stuff happening? You have people at work, you have people, you have kids in bed, you have people eating dinner, you have people just coming home from shopping. When is this happening? Doesn't Santa usually get there like after midnight? Like, isn't that what the protocol is? Is that the protocol? I don't know. I think that with the Santa behavior, we may have to do some... I just ignored that up to... Yeah, the Santa yeah. behavior might have to be some just kind of just extending... Some okay, okay. For, for for some I, was, I was always of the mind that it was once you're asleep, he could appear. Hmm. Yeah, but he has to come to each city at a time. We're, we're, we I'm not getting into that. Let's not get into that. That's a big... It's not midnight, right? Once you're asleep. You're great. You're more focused on the people in the street here? Well, no, no. Because if I was awake at midnight, Santa wasn't coming. But, like, you have, like... You have Andy Richter and Cal Gas. They're at... The publishing house still. Mm-hmm. You have people still at the mall. Yes. You have people at the bar, which yes. I get. That's you have kids. You have you have kids in bed. You have uh, Zoe Deschanel's eating ramen noodles. Um, uh, the mom is just coming from shopping and it looks like she hasn't even started dinner yet. What time is all of this happening? I figured I just in watching it just off my head maybe like eleven o'clock or you know. But like that's the kids aren't asleep by then. People are still at work at Gimbal's. Well, it was a big day. They had I it was will one say pitch. back in the day. The walls are close at like 7 o'clock. No, no they way. stay late nope. on Christmas I, I Eve. Was, I was just going to say, back yeah. in the day, I remember my parents would have a babysitter come over on Christmas Eve, and, or Christmas, 23rd and 24th, and they would go out. 
Yeah. It's I re- also dark at like four o'clock. Right. Yeah. I, I also have a six. All right. But Santa's coming to the sun, New York City at four o'clock. Again, the Santa logic. I, I don't know yeah. that we no, want to like that, crack that, that, that That seems far-fetched. Yeah. I, I thought it was around like 10, 11 at that point. Uh, there's some unanswered questions yeah. there that I don't know that we can... It doesn't matter. That's I, the I point. Do, no, I know it doesn't matter. This is the nitpick zone. Right, right. I do want to focus in on this this little bar here that we got with this crew. People okay. In the bar. Okay. So, but it, you could maybe answer questions saying it was like at 6 o'clock. And, I mean, I guess it could be that crowded at 6. It could be that crowded at 11. So maybe those are questions. I will tell you this, though. There ain't no fucking crowded bar in New York City or in the world that is watching the news with the volume on. Yep. It's just not fucking happening. <laughs> all right. And I'm someone and I'm someone who's who's worked in that environment for. If the news comes on any one of the several TVs and the things, right. that shit's getting Especially off. New York 2003, one. a little less contentious back then. Yeah. But there is no way that the sound is on in a bar, even with the big crisis going on in New York City. Yeah. Um even if like there's a news report that Santa has landed in Central Park from New York News One. No, they wouldn't even. They wouldn't. The okay, TV fine. wouldn't. They wouldn't even know that's going on. ABC Seven. Well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't put that on. Not with the sound. Right. Not with a crowded bar. They're all having fun. They're all like. It wasn't like they're singing along to the thing. And no. let me equate this. Imagine aliens landed in Central Park. It'd be on the news. It'd be in every fucking bar, and the sound would be on. This is the equivalent. But it's New York One. It's not a major news network. Is New York One even a thing? Yeah, yeah it's a real thing. It it's is. like News I, I 12. Don't, I don't know that the movie is supposed to authenticate New York 1. I think my th- I my think point is, if it was something as traumatic thing. as an alien landing in Central Park, it would be covered in every... Like, when 9-11 happened, the world stopped, everyone put on TVs and listened. If Santa is real and he's landing... 9-11 happened at 11 o'clock at night. Are they putting sound on? Okay. I mean, all right. That's a fair answer. It's a fair school. Yeah. We're all left and watch TV. Well, my point was more like in 2003, the news wouldn't have been on anyway. So why would you know that there's... And this is not like... They, some of the cameras weren't even fucking working. It wasn't, this wasn't like, it wasn't like national news wasn't there. This was a very local thing. I just don't know that the that new, the New York news would even be on to begin with. But all right, that's yeah, that's that's not a bad response though. I guess if it's a major crisis yeah, I, going I'm, on I'm with Artie here. In this okay, one. that they would turn the they turn the sound. Yeah. Okay, I um, mean they called in the four horse the four Nazgul, so <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been around since the Simon and Garfunkel yeah. concert of '85. Rarely used. Um, yeah, well, uh, one 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 last one. Um, doesn't really snow that much in New York City before. Before Christmas, that changes year to year. Yeah, right? that does. It, that... it does, but uh, snow is usually fucking filthy within within twelve hours. Yeah, <laughs> that's the with every the, Christmas yeah, movie. That's, right. that's oh, movie I, trip. oh, I know. It's black movie and trip. dirty yeah. and shitty. That's within in New York City, though, the, the snow in New York City is gross. That, that's, yeah, why, that's, that's, why, that's why. That's why. That's why I said months. this was a minor. Yeah. yeah okay. Sorry. Two very sure. quick ones. Major conferences going on here, like literally, like life breaking, job breaking conferences here. How how is Buddy the Elf and your and your eleven year old son able to just burst through the door? Like you you have security. We've seen right. them earlier. The thing like yeah. maybe don't invite Buddy in that day. Like, right. Let's like, leave him home. We know this is like this is gonna make or break the company. Right. Like we cannot be people bursting through the door. The Empire State Building is not an easy building to navigate. Like you're not finding your dad's office and conference room. Otherwise, a little a kid, that's a good point. Maybe especially a, a distant oh. dad, right? With a security guard, and also we don't really know. It, it feels like. Um, that Michael got there really quickly, and he's going from Central Park West all the way to Midtown. Yeah, right. that that's is, a, that's oh a yeah, we're rushing, the, we're rushing the plot. To that's the a, finish that, here. We yeah, got to get to that. that with no, without he's just making a phone call. That's a trip. They just wanted James Con to James Con it there. And James, I have a nitpick. When James Con, when the book 
the the guy in charge of the company or whatever, Fulton. head of yeah, Fulton is like, yeah, get it by the twenty fourth. It's the twenty fourth. That's Christmas Eve. Like, why does James Conn all of a sudden care about Christmas Eve? His oh. arc, his arc happens very quickly. Yeah. It's a good point. Why is he all of a sudden sentimental about Well, I guess I get, well, well, he knows it, he's it, getting in trouble with his wife, maybe. They're probably family plans. Should I go to the cheesecake I factory? mean, she was... We all gotta get, we all gotta get laid at the end of the day. Probably <laughs> I mean, she was shopping at anywhere from 6 to 11 o'clock at night, so I don't think they had, fit, like, a big dinner planned. But, but, I mean, but she did say, like, oh, hurry up because it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, he knows yeah. that he's going to be in the doghouse. This is a little quick consideration there. Yeah. Uh, my last one, too, is Buddy the Elf doing the button gimmick on the, on the elevator. The guy in the elevator was way too calm and understanding. Why didn't that. you just get off? Right. I, I, dude. Just get off of the next floor. There's no New Yorker that would have sat there and tolerated that. No, or maybe, or maybe, not, who just smiled and nodded his head at him. Maybe he's a tourist. Maybe he's not from this. Bro, Even then. No, bro. That <laughs> is, just get off and stay, go dude, to the next yeah, elevator. That is off. an unforgivable act. Yeah. I mean, that that is, yeah, you can't, there's no way. The, the most common patient person would have just right. stepped off of the elevator. And oh, yeah, that's yeah. It. It I did that on a cruise once that was like five floors and the guy almost murdered me. Yeah, because the guy's a red flag. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. The Nipic boy, we went deep in the Nipic zone there. We, we did. Much deeper than I expected. The BPC Awards. Here we go. The BPC Awards for Elf. Let's start with MVP Grant Granta Claus himself. Let's go. My MVP. It's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell for the MVP. I, I mean, he makes or breaks this movie, and could be a very forgettable Christmas movie without him. I'm going to yeah. second that as my MVP. Will Ferrell. Number MVP. three. Third. Joey's yep. in on the mix. Arthur. I thought about John Favreau as MVP, but I went with Will Farrell. Yeah. Okay. okay. I thought you might have I thought you might have done John Favreau. No, been, it would have been a fair choice. It's his kind of vision and, and all that. Farrell is the MVP. Right. Yeah. Other people, this doesn't work. It's the, he, t- he takes this movie into a into everyone's living room every Christmas because of his performance. It's 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 a top comedic performance, let's be completely honest here. Yeah, it's, straight up. It's incredible. Straight up. Hundred percent. LVP, pretty interested here in this one because this isn't the easest one for me to dub up. Oh, Joey's got one quick. Oh, well, Joey, Joey you're, the, you're Joey the, the same page. You are the token master of the LVP. Let's go. Who is it? So the LVP is the person we've barely talked about because he didn't deserve. He deserved. He got more than he deserves. Daniel Tay as Michael was awful. Ooh, was my son? Yeah. He's mine too. Savage LVP. Grant, you went that route too. Wow. Wow. This is a family episode, guys. Do you guys Damn not know guys. there's families listening? Well, I, uh, yeah, I families deserve off. better than Michael. I backed off. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not as, I'm not being as aggressive as Joey. I, I, thought, he, I thought he was weak as part well, of the movie. Let's let Joey be a little more aggressive. Go, go. This is a family movie. This is a stacked cast. And then, I mean, what the fuck was this kid doing there? I'll they pull this. him off the street? I'll give you this too, Joe. We have a, a Christmas movie that's going to be in... Every household, once a year, every year, and you're wearing a goddamn Jets jersey. Yeah. What are you thinking? Right, yeah. Wearing <laughs> Wayne Crabbet. Right. An ill-fitting Wayne Crabbet jersey. Own. Hofstra doesn't even have a football team anymore. <laughs> Grow up. Yeah, no. Michael, yeah, D- Daniel Tay. Daniel Tay. Vernius Cole's jersey. It has to be Wayne Crabbet. You know, usually I go, what you know, the, the character's choices, but this time I'm going, this is wow. Daniel Tay. Oh, wow. wow. Well, okay. he's not acting anymore. He wasn't acting here. Well, he does right. seem a little out of play. I, I, had, I had him on the short list. I had him on the short list. I, I backed off. I backed yeah, off. he's. Or uh, you wanted to know mine? Yeah. It's New York News One. New oh. York News One. The is news the channel. The wow. news channel. Why are like why are there not multiple? This is New York City. Why are there not multiple news? Where's NBC? There. If this is such yeah. a big, oh, aliens are landing and it's nine eleven. Why is there only one news network there? Movie. 
and it's New York News One. Which Where's is Al like Roker? Yeah, come on here. They're, they're like, their cameras don't work properly. Because they're not taking the story that. seriously. What do you mean the cameras don't work properly? You know what, if John Favreau t- made Elf the, today, Al Roker would be on it. It'd be on NBC. No, I think they the point of it being a shitty... Sorry. They don't catch Santa's sleigh on the camera because there's a camera malfunction in the end there. I don't... Is that the case? Or I thought he was just... I the cameraman's the guy... having an issue with the cameras and he has to turn it off for a second. And that's when Santa's sleigh comes through. Yeah. I'm okay. saying, we're talking about Times Square, New York City, with a major disturbance. There'd be, Not Times there'd Square, be, but... Or Central Park. Park. Central, 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 Central Park in the middle of the yeah. city. Major news dis- disturbance here. There'd be three, four different networks. There'd be national news there. Yeah. If this is the kind of thing that everyone but, in New York City needs to turn the, the volume on at the bar to watch the news. You know, let's be honest here. But why is it such a, you know, it's maybe a story. Maybe it's Santa. So maybe that's why the other well, news... Why are they, well, then why are the volume on the bar? I, so we you know, can't get it both ways here. I'm just saying. It was, I, I was, was with you the with the bar was, stuff. It was jabroni news. That's something that I would expect out of like Topeka, Kansas. Jabroni news. Jabroni <laughs> <laughs> news. It's something I'd expect out of the service in Topeka, Kansas. Jabroni Kansas. news. Not in Central Park, New York City. My LVP is is New York one right. news for Elf. There it is. Artie, what's yours? So my first LVP, which I immediately crossed out on the second watch, was Pennies from Heaven. <laughs> because I was triggered the first watch. And I was yeah, wrong. And I corrected okay, myself. Good. good. That's participation trophy worthy. Yeah. My LVP is Fulton, the guy in charge the of the books. Your LVP. Who's, my, that's who I LVP. thought, Joey. Yeah. That's who I thought you were going to be. I said LVP, yes. didn't I? Did you say? I thought you said MVP. Yeah. And, I did, and I thought that. I didn't I think it was Joey believable was that LVP. he would be you that dickhead was... guy. Yeah. 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 I didn't think he would be believable as the guy bullying James Conn, but he served a purpose. He's a bit of a cartoon character in this movie. He's your token yeah. Christmas. Right. He's the frantic. He's the Scrooge boss. Right for Rico. Chill the fuck out. Yeah. Really, Grant, anything really. to spend on your LVP or Joey said it all? You know, he went, he's a teacher now, so God bless him. Good for him. Um, sure his kids are bored. Hey, if you can't act, teach. <laughs> it's just like these, <laughs> so unnecessary, these shots. That's what makes it fun. I, did... I, I think he's the weakest part of this movie. Okay, participation award. Joey? Um, so, I was going to go Bob Newhart, uh, but we talked about him. So, I wanted to go Ed Asner as Santa. Ed Asner's Santa. Yeah. We didn't talk a lot about Ed Asner. Yeah, he's I, the, he voices the old man and up. Yeah. That's the thing that I know the I, most from. I, I just really liked him as Santa. I, I thought it worked. I thought it was funny. I like Ed Asner. Yeah, that's great. My participation is uh, Faison Love. Faison Love. I think he's... I, I think Wanda Sykes. I think he's so fucking great <laughs> in this movie. I could watch a whole movie based on his character. You, you gotta love when a small role player just, just clicks with just... Precision comedic delivery, and he does it in this. He kills he's it. Just, yeah. He's the the tug what, of war what? with the. No, it isn't. The, no, yeah. it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it is. <laughs> There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, when, there isn't. When he yells at Will Ferrell when he sees Will Ferrell like looking at lingerie, he's like, <laughs> he's like he like shuffles over. He like, <laughs> <laughs> just see with the forward, background. He comes in, and then Will Ferrell's like. Wolf was like, and they're walking back. Wolf was like, I didn't know. And Fiesel's like, You should know. It's, <laughs> it's perfect. It's, he's so, man, he's so, so great. Good. He's so great. Oh, man. Artie, what do you got? My participation's boring. Zoe D. Yeah, Zoe mm-hmm. D should know. Okay. Sure. Good. That's awesome. I wanted to mention her. My participation awards. I mean, I was, I was honestly, I was leaning toward. Uh, toward phase on love as well, but you, you covered that, so I'll, I'll go with my backup, and that's uh, a, a dual award. 
to Kyle Gass and, and awesome. Andy, Andy Richter. The lead writing team. Yeah, I thought about that. The lead that. writing team. Yeah. <laughs> whose best idea is to bring in another writer. It's a, real, it's a really I love great. It. I love They're that great. type of comedy. That's awesome. Just, I love those two guys. Kyle Gass uh, with Jack Black. Yep. Are, Tenacious D. Yeah, Tenacious D. So I have to... Shout, shout yeah, out to me. You haven't said the word Tenacious Yeah, but learned studied guitar at Juilliard. Is Ju- it right? Is it Juilliard He's trained, a brilliant guy. Juilliard trained uh, guitarist. Scene of the movie, and I'm going to add a caveat on top of this too. So we're going to do scene of the movie, but I also want to do laugh of the movie. Like okay. what is the what is the one thing that oh, just good. makes Mine you part together? Every time you see it here, so Will Ferrell coming to New York, starting from the Lincoln Tunnel, and him just. Seeing New York and running around New York. Which is Pennies from Heaven. Pennies right? from Heaven, yeah. yeah. I love that scene so much. It just gets me... It feels so good. It's just yeah. such a feel-good And it, it gets me hyped up for the rest of the movie. Yeah. I'm all in. There's callbacks to everything. I love it so Taking much. Taking the flyers and they're finally... Yep. Like, get, 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 not taking anybody. I love Thank it. you. Thank you. We didn't bring up the world's best coffee, too. That's Congratulations. Great. That's so great. You yeah. did it. And the, and the, yeah. ca- the casting for that waiter is perfect, too. <laughs> <laughs> the waiter looks so, like, just grimy. Yep. It, just, yeah. it looks so perfect. Great. My scene of the movie is uh, when Buddy goes to Gimbel's for the first time. So the fruit spray, the escalator. <laughs> the fruit the, spray. Uh, One thing I, I saw about Favreau commenting on the movie, he goes, so you can watch the movie in the lens of... Buddy does everything and reacts to everything under the lens of being naughty or nice. Yeah. So he knows, he knows when he's been naughty and he knows when he's been nice. Oh, so like every time he's been naughty, oh. you can see his reaction. He's like, oh, I've been naughty. And every time he's been nice, like he knows, like, oh, someone's wow. like, oh, like, that's awesome. That compliment. You've been great. He's like, I mean, I've been nice. I've been naughty. Oh, yeah. wow. that, that's directly from John Favreau. That's so really like, yeah, Oh, I You can watch the entire movie in that lens. Brilliant. Oh, next watch is getting that. Yeah, room. I gotta yeah. watch that again now. Scene of the movie, already. The shower scene. Yeah, I mean that's right up there with like probably like the the scenes that you, you yeah. remember you going. Then he like, runs yeah. into the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, what, that's what makes the scene. Precision slapstick. Yeah. Great. Um I'm gonna go with the other one that I referred to there with the Peter Dinklage scene. Yeah. I just think that scene Great. is electric. It's yep. just it's just fantastic. Peter Dinklage crushes it. We see what he's going to become as an actor. It just, it's, it's just great. Laugh of the movie. Like, what is the, what is the moment? The one little moment that made you probably laugh the loudest. The person already wants to. Get I this. already brought this up. Every time there's fucking paper mache hanging, from the door, <laughs> I can't, I can't handle it. I, I laugh and I miss lines because I'm laughing at the paper mache. Awesome. Oh, Such so an good. element to add. Just like every really scene, there's good. more Jim's paper mache. Thing off the yeah, he's like, it's what really the fuck's going on in my it's head? Really good. Uh, Graham. Uh, the uh, the Christmas tree jump, yeah, Christmas classic. Tree. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. It really it. works. Yeah, it's great. When jump. he gets hit by the taxi the first time, I explode every time I That's watch wonderful. this movie. Like mm-hmm. it's and it's yeah. within the scene. Like I literally have to stop it to like give myself time to breathe. <laughs> it, it it's the fault. The the hit is taken so well. It's oh, perfect. It caught, it's perfect. It, yeah, it caught me off guard. But yeah. then every you know both of your scenes, I'm like. Oh, too. I laugh a lot. It's yeah. full of crazy. It's it really is hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine's a Jack in the Box. Absolutely every time. Like I yeah, never know when the thing's gonna pop out. Yeah. <laughs> him almost slamming the thing and just stopping himself in the yeah. end is just genius. It's, so it's just so yes, yeah, it's the best. Quotes? Do you have quotes we gotta get out? Grant, what, what's yours? We'll go back uh, to Artie. We, we we did say it, and I actually said it in the voice, but it is. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> it's a lot. I say to this day, I, I love that. I love them getting scared at the narwhal, too. <laughs> like, they scam, they scam right her away. And then he's just so casual, like, Oh, thank you, Mr. Narwhal. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. Oh, so good. Uh, Joey, what was your quote? Mine is when Buddy says, It's just nice to meet another human that shares my affinity for elf culture. That's, uh, that's great. I love it. Artie. 
Um, my original was, you're a great news lady. Your eyes tell the story. That's what I love about you. You've got a great mouth. <laughs> like, that's my favorite. But And what's your, your, your second quarter? So he confronts James Conn. He's like, first we'll make snow angels for a few hours. <laughs> I'm like, wait, snow angels is something you do for 10 seconds. And they go, wait, this sucks. And I'm cold and wet. Yeah. A few hours? Like, where are you doing this? All right, time machine recast. I am really proud of mine. So I'm going to wait. Okay. Wait, so who, who would like to go first? I'll go. Um, so I got Daniel Tay out of this movie. Okay. Um, doing a kid recast here. I'm doing a kid recast. Okay. And I was thinking, who would I believe as the kid of those two? Okay. And I yeah. went with uh, Jack Grazer, who plays, plays Eddie and It, the young Eddie and It. Eddie from It. Okay, who's a, who's a really great He's like a movie. real... I don't know what else he's in. He's but, in Shazam. Um, he's really good. Like he, He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like I think he fits because he could be kind of, you know... He's it's in not Shazam a, too. Huh? Yeah. Okay. It's not a huge role, but like he's in enough. Like I just think he'd be more entertaining and actually make it a person who you want to watch. That works. Recasting the LVP. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm doing the same now with the same. Uh, the, the kid choice. recasting gets tricky. It's it gets it's a tricky task. Yeah, it goes it's, well, it's, it's not I've, fun. I've, I've gone into it and been like, eh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna. Well, I, I I think mine's a slam dunk. Okay. Um, Fred Savage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't really go. It's wrong a no, it's Savage a no brainer. Yeah. Um, I think I think it'd be perfect. Yeah, good time machine Perfect. him in there. It, it's yeah. he, he slides right into that to that spot. Yeah. Right. Artie, time machine recast. I recast. I recast my LVP Fulton, the guy in charge of the books, with Peter Bull. Okay. Yep. Right for recast. Yeah. Like. Peter Bull from Peter Doctor Strange Love. The Russian. Wow. Uh, there's the the, the Doctor Strange Love callback. Yeah. Okay. I, I think he'd be a good. See, he'd be someone intimidating, that angry, yes. facial, and, like, and Tom Jones. And Tom Jones, really good. His shoes are filthy. That, that was one like the orange guy. face, right? Like with the snooky face. Yeah. That was one like the orange, the orange. Yes. Face. Yeah. Yeah. He's an abomination. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and nobody, a scoundrel. Well, nobody knew what that movie was. That's why it was. <laughs> <laughs> so he he would be my uh, fault. Okay. Uh, that's great. That's See, like and that. he him him like trying to overpower James Con makes a ton of sense. Yeah, going ten out yeah, of ten. George Shaw. Well, guys, Love I it. planted the seed of Doctor Strange yes, you Love did. earlier and said there'd be a callback because I'm going dip it into the Doctor Strange Love world myself. Oh, God bless Ed Asner. Does a fantastic job. I'm recasting Santa Claus. And I'm bringing in George C. <laughs> Scott like to play Santa Claus. Come on now. Get it's rid of my amazing. honorable. We need George C. Yeah. Scott. I fucking love that. It's absolutely amazing. Yep. He, did, he did play Scrooge once in the 1980s oh. version. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. But I think George C. Scott is love Santa Claus. Yeah, it's it's I like, love I like in the there. Santa Claus. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good recast. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, guys, so we got uh, to the end of another Christmas special. God knows what we'll do next year. But <laughs> we're going to now do the BPC Secret Santa here. We have, we'll all have a recommend, a mystery recommend for each person here. We don't know who has who. And it's going to be uh, a lot of natural reactions here. So going first here, just to, again to, to just like re-explain the rules here is that we each drew a random person in the mix. We had to kind of pick a movie that we think they either haven't seen or really haven't seen in a long time or I'm giving a chance in a while. They don't know what they're going to be getting. They're going to be watching before the end of 2021. We've got a few weeks here to do it, but... There's been a, just to get you behind the curtain a little bit, there's a ton of recommending that goes on here. You see oh, yeah. some of it mm -hmm. on the air, but there's the back, you gotta watch, you gotta watch. We all have long watch lists. We're all watching a ton of these movies and all that. But often when you recommend a movie, it gets shoved to the bottom and already, I mean, you know. A lot of ignoring <laughs> recommends, though. <laughs> a, ton, a ton of that. My list is very long. Yeah, but this one is going to be <laughs> jettisoned to the top 
of the list here. We're getting right. we're getting fired right up to the top of the list, and we're gonna have to watch it before the end of the year. Here, it's gonna be one of our one of our last movies watched in in twenty twenty one. Very exciting. And who's gonna kick us off here? Who's not here with us? But he has a, a special Christmas voice memo for us to to go first here. So excited. And he's Chris G. Chiming in here with his BPC Secret Santa selection. The person he selected does not know who it is. We're going to find out now. And uh, we'll go to Chris. Hello, all. Chris G. here to announce the movie I have selected for our BPC Secret Santa. I have drawn RDB and I've selected 2005's Brokeback Mountain for his viewing pleasure. I chose this film for two reasons. Artie in the past has been very critical of my boy Jake Gyllenhaal, and I'm hoping to change his mind. I also think he's going to really enjoy the cinematography especially, and some of the other aspects of the film. So, enjoy Artie, and happy holidays to our BPC family and all of our amazing listeners. Wow, Chris. Oh, I love Coming it. Coming in with the Best Picture nominated... Best director winning movie, Brokeback Mountain. The Ang Lee directed Brokeback Mountain. Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal, Michelle Williams. Ang Hardy. Lee also directed. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Hulk. Yes, yeah. well, that's kind of more. Yeah, he, yeah, took we'll his, yeah, he took his best director yeah. money. In this was George W. Bush's favorite movie of the year. Really? Yeah. Really? And already you've not seen it? Uh, no. You've not seen it. Okay. Greg, uh, you've seen it or you've not seen it yourself? I have not. We talked about it briefly. Yeah, in the crash episode. Well, very, very early on. Yeah. I have not seen it. I watched it for the first time for that episode. Right. Uh, and I agree with a lot of what Chris said there, too. It's like it's top-notch cinematography. And if you're going to criticize Jake Gyllenhaal and have never seen one of his best performances, only Oscar-nominated performance, it's a, it's a good it's a good recommend there. Joe, you've seen it? Yeah, yeah I've seen it. I, yeah. I I'm excited to hear you watch it because I agree yeah. with a lot of Chris too. I think it's, I think it's, I, I think nothing else. It's definitely worth watching, um, but I do think it's better than that. Yeah, Eddie Choicer. I'm looking forward to watching it and criticizing Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh boy! All right, there we go. Oh boy. So Dang. I'm gonna go next here. Okay. Okay. Because I drew Chris G. Oh, perfect. Uh, so I guess so I'll go. If if you guys don't know Chris G. Uh, and his tastes well, he's a Chris loves. Uh, he loves kind of. Gritty counterculture type of movies. He's a Zodiac is one of his favorite movies. Easy Rider is one of his favorite movies. I picked a I picked a movie that has a lot of Easy Rider vibes to it, and it's a first film from a world-renowned, famous director, Terrence Malick, uh, who's uh, I think probably his 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 biggest movies who were were on the Oscar scale were Tree of Life and um, Thin Red Line. Yeah, but his first movie. I watched recently for the first time, and it is wild, and it's right up Chris's alley, and that is 1973's Badlands. So the movie's called Badlands. It's starring Martin Sheen and Sissy Spacek. Mm. It is a a couple on the run. Uh, I know Chris loves his killers on the run type of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Authorities trying to find him, trying to hunt him down and follow him along. So I think uh, Chris is going to really love this one. Hope he hasn't seen it. I'm pretty sure he hasn't. But uh, Terrence Malick's Badlands is my selection for Chris G for the BPC Secret Santa. So there we go. Okay. Sounds right up his alley. Artie, so since you've been selected, we're going to have you go next. Why don't you tell us who you picked and then lead us into, into the movie? I have been chosen to give a movie to Joey R. Ooh, Exciting. Joey R. That's a tough one. I, Joey R. is a really hard one because I'll he's be seen every fucking yeah. movie in the I'll world. I'll be completely yeah. honest. He was one of the ones I, I 
was wouldn't be thrilled to draw just because it would be hard yeah. to figure out what he's seen. You've seen everything, yeah. You know, so we're hoping that you haven't seen this one here. But if you haven't, you're gonna have to rewatch it anyway. So, and what I'm thinking is, you and I with classic movies tend to agree. So I tried to give you a classic movie that I love that I think you might love that I think you haven't seen. Could be totally wrong. Sergio Leone's The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It's been a very long time, so that's deserves a full rewatch. Great. Wow. So re- a revisit. Good choice. Yeah, great. Yes, yeah, so a revisit, recommend, and probably been a really long time, no? Yeah. So, yeah, like, I haven't seen it. No. Yeah. I haven't seen it as an adult. Good. Like, yeah. it, it, okay. this, it deserves a full, uh, clean... Yeah, wow. yes. That's, let's do it. My backup was Oblivion with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew he had Tom Cruise. I know. <laughs> you told me, what did like, I tell you? I'm feeling you feed What did I tell Ar- you? Kira was like, man, Artie's gonna like. I know Artie's gonna give want... some like bullshit Tom Cruise <laughs> space <laughs> movie. <laughs> Talk about nailing it. Uh, I mean, Artie, my backup movie. I appreciate that. That's good. A good that's awesome. Uh, awesome. I'm glad you like that's that. That's fantastic. Can't so, wait to hear your reaction. To so, Joe, I tweet that one. Joey, that baton gets passed yeah. uh, to you here. You could have one of two people left. So, so I was lucky enough to pick is. Grant. Wow, we got All a right. we got a, a worst picture cast combo yeah. here. So Grant Shore combo. Grant, someone I've t- probably grand scheme of life seen and talked about more movies with than anybody. Probably, yeah. I, I think realistically, yeah. And I wanted this to be something fun, also push boundaries a little bit. But you have a wide taste of things, so. I really thought about what would make you a little uncomfortable, but also make something that... I'm so nervous. Yeah. um, (laughs) So you will be watching Step Up to the Streets. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really... That's not the real one, but I just needed a reaction. The real one's a (laughs) But no, the real one, I think, is a movie I've talked... I've talked to Art... Step Up to the the Streets. (laughs) It's a dance movie? It's a dance movie. And it is fucking odd. Awesome. Uh, but the real recommendation is a movie I think you will genuinely like and not be torture is the original Old Boy. The oh, 2003. I, seen that. I know you wow. haven't. Yeah. And oh, I think you will fucking. Uh, South Korean movie, right? Yeah. 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 It's not the remake. No, no, not, no, 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 I know. And I know. nothing wrong with the remake. Okay. But the original, I can't wait to hear you talk about it okay. and you, you react because it's. You finally give me a reason to watch it. Yeah, I Here think. Yeah. I think you're going to. I thought after that whole joke, you're going to be like, the original step up. I thought about doing that. I thought about doing that, but I was like, at some point, this isn't funny. That would have been amazing. Like, how many people turned off your top 10 list because you said you're going to do Marvel, the top 10 Marvel movies? In my, in my head, I'm like, I'm like, do I need to watch step up one to watch step up two? <laughs> Did he, just, did he just bogart a second movie into that recommend? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Old boy, that's good okay. stuff. Old boy. Right. You recommended that to me. It's on my list. Well. Yeah, I pushed that. Because old, yeah, old, it's, uh, it's also on my list, No, it's too. not. It's but not it's not easy fun. to find. But right? I, it's going to have to go on a little Christmas. You find it. it might be a $17.99 purchase on Apple. Well, no, no, it's findable if, again. If I don't oh, like it, it I'll yeah. just Venmo Joey. That's fine. Send me a request. Send me the request. So I got you. That leaves Grant, and we know who he has at this point. Okay. Why don't you tell him who I have, yeah. I have you, Kieran. Okay. Um, I I didn't want to do anything. I want I wanted to make sure that it was a movie that you would like. I didn't want to 
bully you into watching a Spider-Man movie or anything like that. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. So I, I decided I decided not to do that. I'm sure Joey would have given you. You would have watched Spider-Verse if I got. Already would have given you Ragnarok. Me too. Yeah. 100%. Um, I knew the risks no, I of drawing. I would have given you Logan, actually. Yeah. Logan. So I was rooting for a Grant or a Chris. Logan's a great one. That's my Logan's favorite. excellent. Logan's great. Fantastic. Um, that's, Logan's not your recommend. Um, so I had two going through my head, and one is an ultra-violent martial arts movie, and the other one is a feel-good, warm blanket of a movie. And I decided to go with the latter. The feel-good, warm blanket? The feel-good feel oh, feel movie. <laughs> it's a movie I talk about a lot. I don't think anyone else in this group has seen and it is Paddington 2. Paddington 2? I've not two. seen it. Paddington 2. That's why I have to watch Paddington 1. <laughs> <laughs> you go get it a second it's called, it's called Paddington 2 The Streets. <laughs> uh, you, do not, you do not need to watch the first Paddington. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok's the third one, right? You have a Bogart in three movies. But it's you, don't, yeah. you don't need to watch All right, it. Paddington 2. Paddington, I've, heard, I've heard wonderful things Paddington about Paddington 2 is a... Is yeah, a, from Grant. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bear from... Peru. Yeah, from South America who gets adopted by an English family. That's what happens in the first movie. That's all you need to know. Okay, so I don't need to see Paddington 1. No. I'm just watching Paddington. Second movie is a feel-good, it's a, just a warm blanket of a movie that is just brilliantly crafted. Okay. It's really, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. I know that when we recorded the Braveheart episode, the Braveheart girls were very fired up about Paddington. Why? Well, it, it's, especially this time of year, it's like, it's, it's, it's a great, just like a, Feel okay. Good movie. All right, we're yeah. going to be watching Paddington this December. There we go. Paddington Excellent. two. Paddington, Paddington two. two. Electric Boogaloo. Probably skip Paddington one. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to watch. Um, it. Wow. Okay. So to recap here, Chris G has recommended to RDB Brokeback Mountain. I watched that one with my wife. Kieran B. Myself. I recommended Badlands to Chris G. Joey R. You recommended to Grant. Old boy. Old boy. The South Korean original. Old boy. Uh, we had. Grant Z recommending to me Paddington 2. And Artie recommending to Joey R. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. There it is. Okay. So, Brokeback Mountain, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Old Boy, Paddington 2, and Badlands. Those are the those are what's sitting around our Christmas tree here in the BPC offices. Great stuff. Gentlemen, this was a blast. This was a lot of fun. I, I have. This is amazing. It's over. What do you mean it's over? I know. I know. It's it's, it's never it's never sure when it's over around here. Okay, so we've gotten to the end of the road here, gentlemen. Merry Christmas. We did this. Merry it's Christmas. another year yeah. of books. We're getting to the end of another calendar year. We're going to be back here. Uh, this is going to air in the beginning of December. And then we're going to have actually another episode before Christmas. That'll be the best years of our lives. You're going to get to hear the four of us again. Ooh. I don't know how wacky it'll be. I don't know if it's wacky as this one. But... Maybe we'll talk about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about Elf again. Uh, throw we're back out, to Elf. Throw out closing thoughts, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. This is always awesome doing this with you guys. So Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas to everybody listening. Yeah. Um, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays out there to everybody. Here's to another year. That's it? That's it? Artie? It was great recording this episode. I love all of you. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we all know how um, to do this. how stressful the old the old holidays are and whatnot. And we, we do have some fun putting these holiday episodes out here. We're going to be back to our Best Picture winners here in a little bit. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun getting to the end of Season 3. The, the wacky BPC 
season three, The Purge. That's what it's been with a lot of these these interesting lower end best picture winners. I'm, I'm excited was, for that. This was ranking. fun. Yeah, this can that's gonna be a wild ranking. Yeah, it's it really be is. A bunch and, of bottom twenty ranking. Bottom, yeah, bottom and five. before we celebrate New Year's 2022, we're gonna be getting in the uh, the old UFC cage for these top 30s, and it's gonna be it's gonna be Can't bloody. Wait. It's gonna be bloody. I think there's Cannot gonna be wait. some. There's going to be some contention going on. I can't wait to do it, too. But Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Whatever you, wherever you are, whatever country you're in, whatever you're celebrating, we, uh, we hope that you're doing well. And thank you for listening. Thank you for making it this far in the episode. I feel like I need to thank people for that every time. You deserve it. It's a small, yeah. hey. it's a small circle. Yeah, yeah if, you, uh, if, you made it this, if you made it this far, if you made it this far, just use uh, I don't know, hashtag L- <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag BPC Elf. BPC Elf. That, that let let us know Please. if you made it. You, you get no prize, but at least it's a badge of honor. <laughs> we'll give you 10% off on the store. <laughs> Hashtag BPC Elf if you made it this far. You get Thank 5% you so off on the store. <laughs> <laughs> Artie is in no position or power to be giving percentages off. I'm all about anything. value. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you out there. Happy holidays. We'll let the boss sing us out. Yep.